Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 16th of December 2021. This is The Gap, episode 596. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gouris here. Job, it's the uh, last proper show of the year, and uh, there's a bunch here to talk about. I thought it was going to be like a, a light show. We were going to like just sort of shard it in, but... Yeah, like the, the sloppy dregs that sort of... Um, like, shit, we need something to talk about when oh, we God. play. Yeah, uh, and uh, there's, there's a decent chunk here. We've got some fucking games. And mm. and I'm going to have to dance around to not talking about Half-Life 3, because I've got a Half-Life 3 to not oh. talk about. So that's fantastic <laughs> that I really want to talk about. Excellent. Yeah. I love it. Love it. Love being a video yeah. games professional. Um, yeah. A professional uh, uh, secret keeper. You are? A professional Half-Life 3 not talk about her. Yeah. You got away from me. We were going so well. Start the podcast yeah, we over. Were. Just let's uh, the whole thing back yep. to one. Back to back to zero. We we're so close to 600 as well. Fucking hell. Well, you know. There right. you go. That's how it goes. Yeah, fair enough. Um all right, let's let's just jump in then, should we? Because <laughs> there's tons here. Do I don't it. know. Uh yeah, uh, well, let's talk about something that's uh, sort of game-related, but it's a, it's a show, I guess. Uh, the documentary. Uh, it's Power on the Story of Xbox, which is a um, documentary, created, documentary created by a, um, uh, some, some people, but it's also in uh, conjunction with Xbox. They've had a, some helping hand with this one. Um, but it's basically like the the rise of xbox and how it sort of started and um it's a couple of different episodes they all go for a quite a while about an hour in length and they cover some sort of aspect of the company um i've only watched the first episode so far and that one is basically the how the idea of xbox came about through the um through what sony was doing with the playstation and um having to create a response to that and getting together a scrappy team of individuals from the DirectX team to see if they could create something. Um, and it just talks about like the people behind it, uh, the problems that they ran into, what was sort of going on. Um, and then, yeah, the getting the thumbs up by Bill Gates and Steve Ballmer to say, all right, let's, let's try and do this thing. Um, <clears throat> I enjoyed the first episode. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Um, and I will... It's sort of like I, I've been having lunch and then I kind of just fired it up and sat there and watched this thing roll by. Um, but there's, yeah, there's a bunch of different episodes that cover a variety of topics throughout Xbox. I think one of them is talking about like Red Ring and all the things that happened there. Um, the, the stuff that happened with like uh, Xbox and trying to do tv with the um the last generation and how that sort of didn't work out so i think they're going to dive into some interesting topics um like uh but i guess the like they're going to address how they got fucking boban to to be the the hand size estimation for the fucking for the original controller. controller yeah yeah like oh yeah no it looks it looks actually if anything it looks small in boban's hands so uh you know the average NBA player, who obviously the only people who are going to buy an Xbox, they will love this giant fucking controller. I think it will work. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm assuming that's where the second one will go is talking about like developing that because the first one it, it doesn't even get to the part where it's like the original Xbox it is purely the you know conceiving this idea and tr- seeing if they can just get the go ahead to make this thing yeah right. and it's talking about like you know people from a back just literally a direct x team that have no background in um in marketing or you know doing any of this stuff but they're just like gamers that slap together a bunch of parts and makes like this thing happen um and then people telling them you're crazy you're gonna be able to do this like people aren't gonna buy a 700 console and that sort of stuff um so yeah i haven't even gone to anything <laughs> like you're talking about yet but i'm no. assuming they they get there so uh yeah the thing to war- to just be cautious about the stuff when it is sort of in partnership with the people that they're talking about is it is it feels like at the end of the day it is a like a fluff piece um some the last dance shit yeah the last dance um uh the the, the god of war um documentary yep. uh stuff like that but um it's still like they're, they're still talking about problems and you know how like I, i'm pretty sure there's like there's stuff in there talking about like bill gates in not a positive light and things like that so like how he would just fucking yell at people and tell them they're idiots and you know if you opened your mouth if you had something dumb to say just like you shouldn't have said it at all type stuff and things like that um i mean it's, i think it's pretty well known that he was a fuckhead uh you know because he was such a smart dude he just thought everyone else was an idiot which is probably right um yeah the the so uh, yeah, I don't know. I thought it was interesting. I keep watching it, and um, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll give everyone a wrap up, I guess, next year when I get through it. But it's available on YouTube for free. Um, cool. You can go to the Xbox uh, page and just watch it. It's called uh, Power On, and there's a bunch of different, uh, you know, recaps about Xbox. But it seems pretty cool. Yeah, cool. I'll give it a fucking. I'll give it a burl. I mean, yeah, like I think as long as you're aware. Mm. of uh like the potential conflicts of interest yeah uh like i think you can sort of manage it you like yeah you you won't fall prey to for the propaganda the the propaganda (laughs) yeah yeah unless you're luke and watching a michael jordan documentary in which case you'll just fucking eat it up you just be like, oh yeah, slurp, slurp. Love this shit, baby. Whatever you say, right. Michael. Whatever I'm, I'm. You can tell I'm Team Scotty Pippen. I'm. I want. I want Scotty Pippen's fucking documentary to come out. The fucking. I'm burning all my bridges. Documentary. Mm. Where he's just like, fuck everyone, fuck MJ. The Luke Longley documentary. <laughs> the I still haven't watched that actually. I still haven't watched it, and I keep meaning to. Uh, I, I watched. Uh, I, I I got it, but I just uh, went to go start it, and then just didn't. Right. But, uh, I keep meaning to. Because apparently it's a really good watch. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So there's one. It's only a two-parter as well. So. Yeah. 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 It's awesome. Uh, easy to digest. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Um. All right. Anyway, let's let's keep going here. Um, I want to quickly talk about Super People. You mentioned this last week. You played the. Um, oh, yeah. It's a it's a 
closed beta, I guess, but not really at this stage. Yeah. You kind of just, you said it last week, you just could press like request access in Steam and it instantly throws you into the um, uh, the pool of players. Yeah. And you could download the game and uh, check it out. Um, it is a battle rail game inspired or ripped off um, using a lot of uh, PUBG stuff like it looks like PUBG. Uh, it looks like a nicer PUBG. Very fun. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying, right? Last week, you were like, oh, it's an asset flip, but it looks way better than PUBG does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's like a... There is like it's a, a HD detail. <laughs> it's like you go into a house and you feel like, oh, this is a fucking house. Whereas yeah. in, in PUBG, you go to a house and you're like, there's a shitty chair sitting there and you're like, oh, okay. Um, yeah, it looks really nice, uh, and it's, it seems well put together. Like the the idea of it being a, you know an asset flip where they've kind of just ripped shit off, it feels like complete. I guess when I look at it, when I jump in, and I, I see what there is. There's a um, it's very much like a, a free to play feel to it with currencies and uh, some sort of crafting system that you can, uh, which which I'll get to later on. Um, but anyway, it, it's it seems like a com- a very you know complete game at this point um uh the gameplay uh i was surprised by like they're doing some really cool things in that game like aside from it being a battle royale all that sort of stuff like the things that i think are really interesting is the uh there's a crafting system in the game where you collect materials that are spread throughout the environment um things like i don't know like cloth and duct paper tape or and, and yeah. yeah different types of minerals and you basically uh as you're collecting items in the world either your backpacks or uh vests weapons you're able to um upgrade those items to a higher tiered level so they start off as like a their grays and then they can go to blues green you know you, you standard loot system uh, in a rpg and uh that allows you to level some of this stuff up on the fly well, I think that is an interesting idea because it changes the battle royale concept a little bit. Of it forces players players to move around, right? It's it's the um, like when we used to play PUBG, right? My background just changed. I didn't even realize it was on. Um, <laughs> was that you doing that? No, I, I can't do that. Uh, That's strange. I thought I stopped that. No, it's no been, one knows it's, what we're talking it, about. Yeah, he's got a Discord background on. It's been on the entire time. He never turned it off. I don't know what, he, what he's talking about. He I just did turned, switch it off. I no, just... it never turned off. It just okay. turned off the, just then. Anyway. I just switched it off. Um, anyway, so, uh, yeah, in, in PUBG, I guess the most, or, or even Warzone, right, um, where you get your item set, you're pretty much good to go for the end of the game, right? And you're at that stage, you're just moving around trying to find a, at least the way sometimes we play, depending on the, our mood. Mm. Um, How many you go sit in the building and you just kind of fucking chill there, right? And yep. that's what you do. Um, this forces, or well, it doesn't force play, but it gives them an incentive to move around and to, uh, and by doing that, exploring a bit more and not just getting like, I've got my favorite gun, now I can go collect materials and maybe level up the gun even more. I can uh, create a better backpack or uh, get better armor, things like that. I think that's super smart. Um, and it, like it adds an extra layer onto the game that um, changes the way that people can approach that game and play. You can absolutely play it as a game where you sit in a building in a corner 
and just fucking camp with a shotgun. But you might get slapped down because someone else runs in with a, you know, all legendary gear because they're being running around grabbing materials off death, dead players and things like that. Um, so I think that that idea is is really cool. Um, the uh, they've taken the idea from Call of Duty Warzone with the supplier crate. You know, getting your own. Um, favorite gun or whatever that is in the game as well but it is a um a drop that comes in at a certain time during the actual battle and then you actually got to go run to it and, and secure it i think that is a, a, a like a cool idea that sort of takes the call of duty idea but also has their own twist on it makes it a bit more like it's just not something that you get like you got to earn it i guess you've got to go find it and go to that spot um and you've got to have those that you've got to actually load up that crate before the game starts and, and put the items in there i don't know how that works in terms of um because uh, like you have to craft items right you have to create them you find blueprints in the game as you play more and then you can stick stuff in that crate and it drops during the game um and so i don't know like how much if you can just load it up with fucking a bunch of legendaries or if there's like a limit on space or something like yeah. that um like I, I would have some sort of limit, right? I don't think you just stack it in there, but yeah, again. Um, so I think that's a cool idea. The abilities, um, I think it's, it's an interesting take on it. Um, what they do is the uh, each each person, each character in the game is a super person, super people, and they have abilities that they can um, use during the game. So for instance i was playing as a guy that could jump really fucking high yeah um uh you can have Wouldn't someone that can spawn a monster did truck you, hang on, hang an on, armored okay. vehicle so yeah yeah i remember liam said he randomly selected that dude um mm. did you and, and you just randomly selected did you try like re-rolling or anything like that no so you can re-roll for yeah. your in-game currency uh yeah. it's a free re-roll one per one game free re-roll yep yep or you can spend 500 super people bucks to yep. choose soup box campbell's soup box is that what they call them <laughs> campbell's cash <laughs> to choose whatever character you want and there's, i think there's like 11 or something in the game at the moment yeah um and each one has yeah this special sort of ability that they can take in with them um also on top of that there are uh there are like perks that you like there's like a red system a green and a blue system and like the red one is about doing more damage and as you progress through the game by doing things you you level up and you get better and it's like all right i've leveled up in the red uh the red column and now i do extra damage or um in the uh you know the blue side i'm doing i've got more speed um and that sort of stuff and you find things in the world these pills that you can get that allow you to um, level that stuff up quicker as well. So that's another sort of incentive for exploring this world because you're going to end up doing leveling up your character quicker. Fuck, you like this game, don't you? No, I've only played two. I've only played two matches. <laughs> like this is just the stuff that I've seen. <laughs> but you fucking like I'm just trying it. to describe what is going on. You're trying um, to describe why you're in love with it. I'm not in love with it. I'm just telling you the things that I think it does are interesting. Um, what else is there that I noticed? You um, love it. <laughs> uh, I think that's about it, right? Did I touch on everything? 
Um, gameplay you didn't you didn't mention at all how when the game loads in your heart skips a beat and like you you have to take some time to catch your breath. You didn't mention that at all, or how right. it makes your eyes sparkle with joy just seeing the yeah. title in your Steam lists. Like I don't know why you skip those parts because obviously obviously that's a factor. But yeah, yeah. Otherwise, I think, I think you've played twenty minutes it. this joke. <laughs> Uh, yeah uh anyway uh th there's um i don't know if it was you that talked about this or we were talking about it a while back but it has first person perspective hey in the game first person perspective it does yeah it's in a, it's it's literally on the fucking loading screen there's ttp or tpp fpp it didn't last yeah tpp they must have just added it so oh you can actually or i can um, find it yeah, you can. It's a tick box. You tick it. That must have made um, I it more, play this. more yeah. present, more apparent, or something. Because yeah. I, I, I was looking last week and I could only find TPP. Yeah, it's an option of like, I want to play TPP, I want to play first person, I want to play solo duo. Right. Uh, I want to marry this game and run Quartz. away together with yeah. it. You basically tick the boxes, press lobby, and it goes off. So you could actually untick third person, just tick first person and play it in first person. Right. Um, problem with that is there are a lot of PUBG pros playing. I found out ah. in my two games that I played. Yep. Yeah, I've Holy definitely fuck. seen them talking about it a lot, which I'm surprised because like they're talking it up on Twitter. They're like, "You you are sleeping on super people. This game fucking rules." Hmm. I'm like, "These fucking wall hacks. How are you guys about this shit? I don't understand. You guys are fucking pros. Why would you like this?" And they don't really go into it on Twitter, like. You know, obviously Twitter's not the best place for in-depth discussions yeah. about shit, but like, I don't understand. You've got 128 characters, baby. Yeah, like just fucking crunch it out. Uh, yeah, I don't understand uh, why they're okay with it. I just, like the, the wall hat character and um, I think Zio and Liam were talking about it, like another really heinous character earlier this week and uh or late last week i don't i don't fucking know this week's just been a fucking blur um whenever the fuck it was but like yeah like it's it's this there's these characters like you get a, a character you randomly roll into a character who can spawn in a monster truck which why or you can uh randomly spawn into a character who has wall hacks and i just don't like how he who would be cool with that mm. especially if like so eventually right like you're gonna have to pay to get the the character you want right i assume you eventually run out of soup box campbell's cash so yeah you'd have to pay so doesn't that make it if not directly indirectly pay to win yeah, maybe. I'm not yeah. sure. I guess we find out once this thing actually launches and what their currency system is, and if they fuck it up. True. Um, but yeah. in saying that, I think that's got some really cool ideas in there. Um, it's just a matter of balancing that and whether or not it does a, you know, a good job of it. Um, I, I think what those guys are missing is that they're a they like PUBG, and this is a game that feels very much like PUBG um 
maybe you know it's a bit more arcadey obviously um but they're also like people are just done sort of with that game at this point like yeah their community manager left recently um he's gone oh yeah it's it's just been hawking it's just been like that for a while that just this decline of people's interest in it they just seem um happy with i don't know playing in the the asian market um and not worrying about anywhere else so everyone else is kind of like all right well we're done then (laughs) see you later and that's why Call of Duty is eating their lunch and Apex Legends and all these other games that are coming out that are... Even though Cleb reckons the new maps like like Sandhawk, mm. which I have zero interest in. But, but also, I, I don't want don't to cross the picket lines Yeah, Call of Duty. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, PUBG's done. Pretty much, well, and now no, it's not. I mean, it's not done, done, but like it's, now it's free to play. It's, it's, yeah, well, well, it will be next month. And Doctor yeah. Disrespect has his new game studio, Midnight Society. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they will release a battle royale game just in time for the trend to be dead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, we should we should absolutely jump in as a um a quads or or duos and play a bit you said you want to do that um maybe you can give me some tips i guess because i i kind of just fucking ran around i killed i got a couple kills yeah looked at the scoreboard and was like uh it was like critical was in there i think edge i saw in one of the games and i was like it feels like i'm playing fucking PUBG again jesus christ (laughs) um so yeah that was just oh there goes your my chance of doing anything good in this game um yeah but I had some cool fights like uh this is like you kick down doors and shit and uh um you know using that jump ability to launch myself onto the top of a roof and having a roof fight with some guy that's on the in the warehouse things like that um thing is that i don't know the other sort of characters abilities i couldn't really figure out how to look at them but i, I know there's like that teleporting chick the um, or the one that can move really fast. There's that monster truck one I've seen videos of and that sort mm. of thing. So, um, yeah. The monster anyway. truck ability is legit like that fucking family guy bit where Meg, like where they're all mutants and Meg's power is she can grow her fingernails. Mm. Like, they're all like superheroes and this person can spawn in a monster truck. Like, Christ. You can use it as as uh, hover, and the monster truck jumps. You know. There you go. Well, shit! I didn't know that. Yeah, <laughs> that's Don't awesome. Don't diss it until you've tried. My bad. Joe. I'm sorry. Think about I'm it. Sorry, I spawn in the monster guy. truck. You jump in. You're in the back seat. We're jumping, and you're popping. I've got the super the jump. Seat. You make the monster truck jump. I jump off the monster truck with my super jump. Yeah, uh, and I just fly to the moon. Leave the game. Fly me. You go to Fortnite. I go, yeah, yeah, fly all the way to Fortnite. Yep. Um, all right, well, that's Super People. If you want to check it out, you can go to Steam um, and jump into the the game right now. Just click Request Access. Off you go. See you later. Have some fun. Um, all right, next up, we got Jurassic World Evolution 2. You've uh, you've been playing this or played some I caved. Of What's going on? I caved and bought it. I've had a stressful week, and uh, I, was, I was stuck on my computer. 
and uh, just waiting for stuff to happen. Uh, and so um, sort of sitting there and Steam was sitting there taunting me. And uh, yeah, I was like, ah, oh, you know what? Fuck it, I'm going to grab Jurassic World Evolution 2. It's time. Uh, I'm, I'm going to just fucking grab it. And I did. And I bought the fucking... The, the fucking beastie version. Mm. And uh, yeah. with... The with expensive version. The expensive version with all the extra dinosaurs. Oh, okay. And I've jumped right. in and I'm doing the campaign and I fucking hate it. Uh, I hate the campaign, I mean. It's got these two sound alike. So, so it's got fucking... It's got Jeff Goldblum like narrating the, the main story. But in mm. game... There's no Jeff Goldblum, really, it seems. It's all these two sound-alikes for fucking Bryce Dallas Howard and Chris Pratt from the Jurassic World movie. And I know that it's 100% on me being upset that Jurassic World Evolution 2 has anything to do with Jurassic World. I understand that it's unreasonable to expect as little Jurassic World in this Jurassic World game, right? That's definitely a ludicrous hope but also i watched jurassic world uh ages and ages ago and i hated it like my my least favorite of the jurassic park universe films yeah and that's is jurassic world the second one no it goes jurassic park the lost world yeah. Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. Jurassic World. Right. Uh, and there's one after that. Jurassic World. Is it Jurassic World 2? Jurassic World 2. And then there's Jurassic World 3 next year. Right. Have you watched Jurassic World 2? I have not. Okay. Well. Because I hated Jurassic dis, World. You can't diss Jurassic World then. You can't say it's the worst one. Oh, yeah. That's a fair point. That is a fair point. It's the worst of the ones that I've watched. Uh, which is a real low bar because... That that series. I mean, there are worse. There are series with worse trajectories, mm. but not many, if any. Um, yeah. No, Alien, um, Predator, uh, Alien vs. Predator. Um, no, you know what? Predator's sort of on the upswing, isn't it? Terminator, Terminator's... Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, they, they, they made some... There's been, like, one bad Predator film, which is that that last one they made. Um, the Predators. The Predators? I don't know. The Predator, I think it was. What do they got? There's Predator, Predator 2, Predators, The Predator. Yeah. The Predator was terrible. It was not good, and Predators wasn't great. And Predator 2 Predator wasn't as good right. as Predator. It was like fucking the first film. I'm talking about a trajectory. It wasn't as right. good as the first. You were fucking high, mate. No, no. I didn't. I said it was okay. It, like, it was good. Like, it, bait, like similar concept to the first one. Just chuck a bunch of people in a fucking jungle and off they go. <laughs> That's what I want. We need to do another fucking marathon thing. Anyway, Alien. Okay. Alien as a franchise has a much more a much clearer downward trajectory right because it goes alien flatline to alien 2 maybe a slight dip to alien 2 uh or aliens 
depending on who you talk to. Some people, some people, slight up, uptick to Aliens. But then a decline to Alien 3, uh, a sharper decline if you don't watch the the director's cut or whatever they could, the what do they call it? The assembly cut of Aliens 3 because that's even worse. And then Alien Resurrection, even worse. And then uh, Prometheus, worse yep. somehow again. And then Alien Covenant. And then your favorite film. My favorite film made. of all time. Yeah, Covenant. Straight, Straight back, back up, up the top here. again. Better than every other film I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> but anyway... Uh, yeah, so these two never shut the fuck up. And for some reason, the game doesn't give you your next objective until they've finished yapping. And it's infuriating because they'll, they'll be having their bants, right? Which I know, like, I'm sure on paper, right? It probably injected a sense of like, uh, like a good sense of fucking... I don't know, like fucking personality into this game, like Jurassic World personality, right? Like I haven't seen the second Jurassic World, but I assume they continue their will they, will they won't they uh, bickering couple vibes from the first film. And that's what's happening here. You know, they've got, they've got this, oh, do they like they, each other? Do they not? Oh, they're... they're they're insulting each other, but it's playful jabs. And all I really want is for the next objective to come up so I can fucking complete this shit. Because uh, I, I can't fucking work it out. Uh, which is annoying as shit, right? And it, and it sort of, I don't know, like just sort of drags, makes it, makes it drag. But it, outside of that, it's actually pretty fun. Like... It's basically what it says on the box, what I thought it was going to be, like theme park with fucking dinosaurs. You're doing, like, in the campaign at least, you're doing these science-y type things. Uh, you're not doing... Uh, you're not doing a theme park. It's not somewhere people are going at the moment. I haven't opened anything like that up. At the moment, I'm... That's interesting, because it was a theme park game in the first... Right. And you'd have these like bunkers that you'd build, and whenever something went wrong, you could press the fucking button oh, yeah, and yeah. everyone would run to the bunkers. You've still got that. You've still got that, but it's for you, all your science people. Oh, oh maybe it was that then. Okay. Um, and, but there's no like, you know, you don't have to put hot dog carts every fucking 12 meters or some shit to manage happiness or whatever. You're managing the happiness of the dinosaurs, uh, right. which sort of changes. Uh, how how you approach that shit because you sort of yeah making sure they're happy is is the most important element um, and you like it's got this uh, it's got this like element to it where you sort of you take your helicopter out and you fly around the map and then you press like R and you can you trank dinosaurs and so there's actually like this element of active play to it which is pretty cool like you're you're chasing down these dinosaurs it's not complicated and i believe you can just have it sort of auto do this shit but it's engaging and it makes it feel a little bit more um like you're the one tracking these dinosaurs and grabbing them it's, it's 
by no means, I've got to make this clear, you are not tracking these dinosaurs and tracking them. It just sort of feels like that. That's the illusion that it sort of imparts. Right? I'm sure yeah. when I play enough of the game, I'll just be like, fucking, I don't give a fuck. Just fucking auto do it, whatever. But for now, it's fun and interesting and it sort of, yeah, keeps me uh, focused. Because you sort of, like, while you're doing your park shit, at the same time, you send your your helicopter out to go grab some more dinosaurs and stuff and mm. switch over to the helicopter, switch to manual, fire, shoot the, shoot it, drag it back to you. And, like, while it's while it's being transported back, you build up, like, a little enclosure for it and you got all these things. you got to, like, manage different dinosaurs, want different things and stuff like that. Like, you need, like, I don't know, I have, like, uh, one, one eats fish... So I got to put like a sort of fish farm in the water for it. And uh, some only eat tall fruits. Uh, mm-hmm. So you need trees with tall fruits on them or ground ground fruits. For the, I think it's the Triceratops. Stegosaurus is a ground shrubs or ground bushes or something. Um, yeah. And yeah, you got to like, there's this element of like learning that's going on as well, which is cool. And yeah, it just sort of like plays out pretty fucking cool. Um, and it's, yeah. it's Is that zen. disasters in there? Yeah, it's got disasters Still? and disasters yeah. are what sort of kick off the fucking... Uh, shit breaking. Yeah, shit breaking. But I found them pretty easy to manage, to be honest. Probably too easy. I am in the campaign and it is pretty early going. Uh, maybe it'll pop off. What I'm trying to get to is, is I, I want to get to a point where everything on the in the campaign is sort of unlocked. Because then I'm going to go jump in this chaos mode that they've got in it, which yeah. basically lets you play out scenarios from each of the films. Oh, yeah, Like cool. f- scenarios constructed based on the films, and you've got to do better than the people in the films did. Uh, right, which isn't hard. Yeah, which Don't shouldn't let be people too get hard. Eaten. Uh, fire Dennis Nedry, first of all. Or pay him more. Just pay him more, right? That's his big problem. He's underpaid and underappreciated. Um, they spared no expense, but uh, anyway, so yeah, I'm I, I want to get into that, but I want to make sure I've got a good base of uh, of how to play first because otherwise, I'll just fucking John Hammond my sh- my tits off and cock it all up. So, yeah, yeah, um, still, I'm enjoying it so far, uh, cool. except for the bants between these two main characters and they just won't shut the fuck up and they don't sound there are like it's like they're clearly decent uh imitators decent because there are some words that sound like bryce dallas howard and and chris pratt and then there are some words some some stuff they say it's just like they didn't even attempt to to do the voice at that point and I don't really need them I don't I'm like oh immersion ruin because it doesn't sound like Chris Pratt but at the same time yeah um yeah that's cool like I, I'm uh I'm a bit more interested now like I enjoyed that first game it was sort of sounds similar to your experience like yeah I'm, I'm like I'm having fun like I'm building dinosaur parks that's what it says on the box yeah. um but like when I compare it, I think the problem is when I compare it to games like, like you said, like a theme park or um, even like theme hospital. Theme hospital? 
Is that what I'm thinking of? Yeah. Yeah. They they re- they did that remake, uh, not remake, but the spiritual successor recently, Two Point Hospital. Yeah. And um, that that's the type of thing where I'm like, fuck, this is really cool what they're doing here. Um, so I like I don't think it's as deep as those games, but you know, it's like I said, it's doing what the box says it's doing. You build in the dinosaur park, and um, seems pretty good. Fine, it's doing it's fine at it. Um, yeah, it's not on sale anymore. Um, All right. Oh no, it is still on sale. It's oh. on sale for another week. All right, maybe I will pick it up. I thought that that the end of year sales would jump in at some stage. I'm surprised um, they haven't yet. Yeah, and I thought that might be on there, but if it's on sale for another week anyway, then yeah, I guess it's not going any cheaper. <laughs> Probably so, yeah, I'll, not. I'll chuck it on my list. Probably not. Evil Genius 2 has hit the, game, hit the pass. game Pass. I know you talked about it earlier this year. Yeah. But I was thinking about jumping in. Now I got this instead, so I probably won't. I mean, you should, because you, you played the original game, right? Yeah. Yeah, so I had no context or, or familiarity with that, that franchise, that series, I guess. Um, so it didn't really grab me as much, but... Like I've I've not really jumped into those like dungeon maker games before, and um, this one just didn't really do much for me. Maybe it's just because it's not very good. I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. Oh, look what else is um, on there! Alien Fire Team Elite. Yep. Nobody cares. Uh, yeah. All right. Should we move on then to what are we got next? Um, I don't have the list up. Medal of Honor, Above and Beyond. This is the VR game. Yes. You took six weeks to install. It took me... Mate, it's big. It's like a hundred... It's fucking... It's, it's like a Call of Duty install. Yeah, uh, two Call of Duty installs. Clearly, clearly, the main thing Vince Zampella and Jason West took with them when they went to make Respawn was huge install sizes. Um, no, um, yeah, just VR. garbage text files. They're just padding it. Yeah, that's that's all. It, they like they just that's what people want, right? You pay this much money, it better take up a lot. I actually do have moments where I'm like, what the f-? like with fucking Jurassic World two, uh, Evolution two or whatever the fuck it is, Jurassic World two Evolution, Jurassic World Evolution two, I don't fucking know whatever it is. Um, I Jurassic I, World two Evolution. Park. Park 2. 2. Yeah. Yep. Um, when I, I, I bought it and then I installed it, and it was like 5 gigs, I'm like, hang on. Hold up. Hold up. I just paid 90 fucking dollars for this. 5 gigabytes? I don't fucking think so. Better be fucking bigger than that. And then I was like, hang on, that's idiotic. Don't... No, that doesn't matter. Why would you Why would you care about how fucking large the... That's, that's dumb, Job. And then I uh, and then I ignored that impulse, squashed it down low into my guts, and uh, and then made fun of it. And then I'm like, hang on, but I did think that with metal uh, with Medal of Honor, I was like, it's big, so it, it's probably pretty good. Anyway, uh, it, it by the way, five gigabytes was the download for Jurassic World Evolution Two Park Two. Um, I just looked and it's now seven gigabytes. So it does expand. It was all just compression. Huge. 
Anyway, Medal of Honor. Focus up. Started playing. It's pretty cool so far. It feels a little... Uh, there's a lot of loading screens, I guess, which is, it feels weird for a VR game because it feels like you would probably want to avoid too many loading screens because the it, it sort of cocks up the immersion, right? It's just you're you've got that presence. You're in the fucking in the machine the uh, yep. and uh, you're in your lawnmower man world and then loading screen it's just like a text mm -hmm. a, a, a poster saying what level you're loading into and then you load into it and everything's good and then yeah a very short time later um, loading screen again I wound up doing like the very the, the intro like six times accidentally because uh, right at the start, you're sort of sitting against this tank, which was we. I get the feeling, I, I have this weird feeling like it's skipping stuff for me, but I can't tell if it is or not. Because, like, it was loading in, and it was like, uh, stay alive until Sarge and someone make it to you. And then I loaded in, and I was just sitting against this tank, and Sarge and whatever his name is, Webley, Weebly, whatever, uh, I sort of like hunched next to me and they're like, oh, you did it. Well done. I'm like, I didn't fucking do anything. I don't understand. And then a little bit later, it was like blinking. I'm like, what is going on here? Like they were just sort of standing. I was on a bed, on a hospital bed, and they just kept blinking. And then one of them started talking. I'm like, did I just skip through some shit or something? But at the same time, you have to, like, really engage the skip. So, I don't know. Anyway, I had to do the start where I was sitting against this tank. I had to do it, like, six times, right? Because the first time, I was sitting there, and then you pick up this gun and shoot a Nazi as they run at you. And then I'm like, cool. I wonder if it still fires if I shoot this dude. And then I shot him in the head. And then it restarted from the beginning again. Yeah. And then... Uh, and then... The next time, I was like, okay, fair enough. I wonder if I can shoot this guy. And then I shot the other guy, and I'd start over again. I'm like, okay, I'm not doing that anymore. That's dumb. Stop it, Job. And then I get in, and I'm like, hang on. I wonder if I can shoot myself. And then I had to start again. And then the third, uh, fourth time, there's this other, like, I, I hadn't made it this far, but another German comes over the top and uh, over, the, over the back of your tank, and the Sarge shoots him. And then he fl sort of flopped down onto the ground. And uh, I noticed that I had seven bullets in my gun left after I'd shot the first Nazi. Uh, and so I popped seven bullets into this dead Nazi on the ground in front of me. I'm like, seven bullets? Ha! And then I, I was like, and this will, now the gun's empty, right? So I can shoot this guy. Uh, and it'll just, it's just going to click. It's going to be like a, a dry fire. No, it, it, you've got infinite ammo in that sequence, it turns out. So I shot the guy and then I had to start again. I'm like, ah, for fuck's sake, Job. And then the sixth time I had to do it, I didn't do any of this. I just, I st once I shot that one Nazi, I stopped pulling the trigger or anything and I just waited. Anyway, that was pretty fun. Um, after that, you go through like, 
They've got like this interactive options menu, which is completely useless because before you even start the game, it gets you to uh, like do all your options and stuff, like gameplay stuff, like dominant hand and how you'd like to move and all that kind of shit. It's you set it up all before you start the game, but also when you're in the hospital, the doctor will be like, "I'm just going to ask you some questions now. Which hand is your dominant hand?" And you're like, "Right." All right, cool. Um, and for some reason, they really insist they're like leaning heavily on the fact that you don't talk. They like keep mentioning it. It's like you, you seem to have lost your voice, uh, but that's okay. Uh, I'm sure it will come back by the end of the mission. And you're like, you're gonna hang on. Your theory is I can't communicate, and you're gonna fucking send me out into battle yeah here's this whiteboard marker <laughs> just it's like and strapped around just, your neck yeah just write it down when when <laughs> fucking what is it like flash thunder <laughs> you like scrolling thunder and like poking it through some bushes so that you can you can do your call and response um yeah so uh that was pretty dumb uh but then you go through basic training. I had a lot of trouble throwing grenades. There's something weird about it. Uh, like, it seems to be like you've got on your on your Vive controller. You don't have a Vive controller, but on your Vive controller, you've got like one, two, three, four, five, six buttons, right? But the Vive generally, I, I don't think I've ever seen. Yeah, actually, it's technically only five buttons. Um, mm. The grip button uh, can be used to pick stuff up. And that's how I usually pick stuff up in uh, in games. If, if it's like, that's my preferred style of, of picking up uh, option. Like, because it feels, I don't know why, but it feels to me more like picking stuff up. But you can also pick stuff up by, like, once it's highlighted. And you don't have to bend down too close. You can just sort of, as long as it's highlit, highlit, highlighted, uh, you can pick it up. You can pick stuff up with the trigger as well, uh, provided you don't have a fucking gun in your hands. And uh, it, it seems like if you use the, the grip button to pick up grenades, you'll throw the ball like you're an Australian politician pretending they know how to play fucking cricket, right? Like, it's just this fucking wet noodle, fucking limp-wristed flop that that like literally lands at your feet, right? And there's a grenade sequence in the fucking, in the training session where I, like, literally nearly died because he wouldn't throw the fucking grenade, like, further than directly in front of him. I had to, like had to run away at one point because I was like wound up with this big, big action throw and then I fucking dropped it at my feet and it didn't actually make it over the fucking railing. So it was just sitting there next to all the other grenades and I had to fucking piss bolts away. I'm like, what the fuck? But if I pick it up with the trigger, he throws it pretty good. Mm. Uh, it's not, it's hard to be accurate with. Like the firing, shooting shit, that's pretty accurate. That's good. I like that. 
Um, I, I think there's a little bit of aim assist even because uh, I've I've hit some stuff where I'm like, mm, I think I fucking did, but all right, whatever. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, the grenades, there's there's no assists on that shit. It's just like fucking, yeah, well, I've... Like, you've got two options. If you pick it up with the grip button, you roll it at, at your own feet and, uh, I don't know, try to fucking shelve it, basically, uh, uh, to stop it, the shrapnel from killing everyone nearby. Or if you pick it up with the trigger, you just fucking sky it and you're like, all right, cool. See you later. Fuck you, moon. And then uh, it goes wherever the fuck it wants. You're like, something exploded. I don't know where or what's or when. And you just move on. But anyway, then you go into the mission. The first mission is it's pretty cool. Like, there's good storytelling. Like, I haven't got a... Like, I know in the trailer it sort of showed off some spy shit. I didn't see any of that yet. Uh, but the, the shooting is fun and... Uh, yeah, the grenade's bad. But, like, it's... I don't know. It's, it's, it's pretty well done. I think fucking Kevin from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine does a voice in it i haven't necessarily i haven't recognized any other voices yet i have to get my wife to listen she's her superpower is literally picking she'll be like someone will be half a syllable into their first word she's got two superpowers half a syllable into her f their first word and she'll be like oh yeah that that's that's bloody blah, blah he was in this uh episode of law and order svu for two scenes you like he was a mechanic uh who they question and you and i'm like what the fuck are you talking about and yeah. she what that's his voice and i'm like how the fuck do you know that who the fuck would know that he doesn't even know that that guy goes on his own imdb page to find out who the fuck he is Nobody knows this shit. That's crazy. And her other superpower is being able to tell when someone's wearing the same clothes. And then she's like, she's like, ah, oh, no. Nah. We'll be like watching a reality show, like Great British Bake Off or some shit. And she'll be like, no. Nah. They, they reckon, they just said this is the next day, but it's not. They're wearing the exact same clothes and she's got the same hair. I'm like, who the fuck? notices that nobody alive notices that that's crazy uh and then she'd be like yeah and he was in suvu uh for one and a half scenes he was a corpse on the ground he didn't say any words but i can still tell you that that's his voice and i'm like banana shit anyway uh medal mm. of honor it's good fun man like at a at a greatly reduced price i mean i i don't know how long it is right yeah uh but uh i've like everything i've read says it's not that long uh and i don't need it to be long right it's crazy if it doesn't if it's not you know a reasonable length considering uh how large it is um but that said like it's uh it was like i reckon it's got mixed reviews, right? Mixed reviews all time on uh, on metal uh, on Steam, but it's mostly positive now that the the price has dropped. And now that it's yeah. fifty bucks, I feel like fifty bucks is a reasonable price for this. It says here eleven hours that I'm finding. Well, that's not bad. That's pretty good. Uh, what, what's that? How long to beat? Dot com. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. And I know, like, graphically, it looks fantastic. And 
Um, it runs really smooth, so there's no like none of the I think you're gonna hurl type shit going on. Like I think they've like technically done a really good job with it, uh, but there's also a chance that uh, they've spent the last year because it came out like literally a year ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they've spent the last year like improving it. Right, so there's a chance that they've yeah. simply spent the last year fixing it, and now yeah. it's it's playing better than it once was. Um, but yeah, like for my experience, playing it a year later, that's it. That's what you do now. You play every game a year after it comes out. Yeah, that's the smooth move, baby. It was half the price. All the technical glitches are gone. That's it. Unless it's a multiplayer game and they right. kill it. This does have a multiplayer aspect to it. And uh, looking at the Steam discussions, it looks like it's dead for that. But, oh, well. I don't play multiplayer VR games anyway, so... Yeah. Yeah. Um, All right, well, that is Medal of Honor Above and Beyond. It's a VR game on... um, You can grab it on Steam. Uh, It's not on sale at the moment, but hopefully soon. All right. Uh, let's keep going here. Next up, we've got Fights in Tight Spaces. This is a game that you talked about last week um, that is now in 1.0. I've talked about it in the past, and I finally got a chance to get some hands-on with it. And boy, have I had some hands-on with it. Uh, I've played, played about 16 hours yeah. in like two days. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, man, it's hooked me. Something bad. It's yeah. very... It's not super different to the last time I played, but it feels different because I it's a, a card-based um, like tactics game. And I feel like when I played it, uh, the preview build a while back, it was more like a roguelike game where there are um, a, a series of, of missions that you go on. And uh, I felt like that if you died, you basically had to start again. Whereas now it's more like a puzzle game of like, you. you at least in the difficulty that I'm playing in, if you lose that mission, you just restart the level again and you keep trying to beat it until you can, um, which I think is a, uh, I think it's a more, like it's it's a cool idea to have it both ways, like have a, have a bunch of diff- different difficulty options in the game and allow people if they want to play it this like hardcore Iron Man mode to be able to jump in and, and play it sort of that way. But if you just kind of want your default experience of, you know, repeating it as many times as you want and seeing like playing different strategies and that sort of stuff is, is a cool way of going about it. I think it works really well here um, as, a, as a game where you kind of just see how far you can get with the cards that you've put together and built. And, um, you know, if you get stuck at a point, you're like, man, I, I've, I've tried this one like six or seven times. I can't really figure out how to beat it then you can restart or, or abandon your run and then level up and unlock a bunch of new cards and off you go, you start it again. Um, as opposed to playing like a uh, like a monster train and getting, you know, four levels in and constantly failing one fight, like you maybe fucked up and put the, you didn't draw the right cards or you um, put things in the wrong, the wrong level and so all of a sudden like it's completely, like that one mistake that you made just ruined hour and a half of you playing type thing whereas this it 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 takes that time that you spent and you can keep trying and going and going so i had like runs where i'd play like three and a half four hours yeah just get you know i think that's really cool um yeah i love that last week 
mm. uh, when I talked about it, I, I hadn't finished my first run, right? Yeah. Like, uh, I, I still hadn't finished an entire fucking run all the way through because yeah. I just, it just keeps going, yeah. right? Like, it just, yeah, you can't just keep going and going and going. And it's very thoughtful. It's not like a, I mean, that's the cool thing about card games generally is there isn't a lot of time pressure. And so you can spend a lot of time thinking through your best tactical options and mm. working out sequencing and shit like that. Like I was saying last week, you know, that's sort of, it's not a mode seven developed game, but it is a uh, learning that you take from mode seven's frozen science, how important sequencing and, and, and sort of working through every single option is. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, keep going. Um, yeah, and so I think that's a really uh, smart way of going about it as well, especially because the, um, the the enemies that it throws at you and the different game mechanics that are in the game, keep, like trying to keep track of all that stuff, um, you know, sometimes like I'll just forget that this person that I'm standing next to will uh, auto attack me or they'll turn and face me and they've got a shotgun blast or something yeah. like that. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay, I completely forgot about that. Like that's my bad i fucked up yeah. but i'm not being punished uh to the point where i'm losing the entire game like i can just sort of restart that level and and, and try it again so I'm, I'm really digging that um that sort of difficulty that's got in there it's still like this game still feels challenging but um i can play it as a puzzle game and being like oh cool i've now solved this i've figured out how to how to beat him i can go to the next one uh so that's really cool. Anyway, I, I feel like just to explain it again, it is a, a card-based tactics game where you're in a um, in a small environment, a grid-based uh, environment. You play as um, a character that needs to uh, play a bunch of cards, and each card has a, uh, a a cost associated with it. And as you use them, you can either move around, move around the board, uh, punch an opponent, kick them. Um, tackle them to the ground there's a bunch of different cards that you can actually play and each time you kind of do this you build up combo meters which allows you to play even different cards or um, uh, cause even more damage on your opponents and the idea is to complete the objective of the map it might be something like eliminate everybody protect uh, protect a person that's on the map uh, eliminate a particular enemy like a boss that might be roaming around um, and there's also bonus objectives as well could be like uh, pick up the briefcase or knock a certain amount of people off the actual game board and you'll get maybe um uh more health given to you or a uh, extra money or a bonus card or something like that and so there's different sort of incentives during the game to play it in a specific way or to try and accomplish some sort of side objective that gives you um something to you know further your abilities in the game um yeah, and each each level is compromised of a, a different sort of layout, and you comprised. Yeah, as you progress through, there's um, ways to level up your cards or heal your character. You get a bunch of different abilities as well as you progress. Like I had one that gave me um, extra um, momentum in the game, which is your your resource to play cards. And so, rather than having three, I now had five or. Um, I, I, I had a card at one stage that every time I used it, it would heal me for like 15 health. 
Uh, and so that allowed me to like really get quite deep on that first run. Yeah. Um, but then like the second time I played it, I never saw that again. But instead I had the, um, the one that gave me more momentum in the game. And like now I could move around a lot more or uh, use more cards and that sort of thing. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm really digging this game a lot. It's really good. Like it's so addictive and it's just solid. Like I've not had like, uh, like I'm trying to think about things that I don't like in the game and it's it's hard <laughs> like yeah. I struggle to think of like oh I'm not sure about that like that can be a bit iffy like the the sort of thing that comes to mind is the thing that I talked about just before of like sometimes I forget what this thing is doing or the rule sets that are in place like if a card says I drop kick this person and then I land on the actual spot of where they were standing, but they get pushed back. Like sometimes that stuff can be a bit hard to gauge, like where I'm actually going to land or where I will end up being on the actual board. Yep. Um, that's maybe the only thing that I'm like, sometimes I struggle to figure out that part. But for the most part, like it does a good job of telling you where enemies are going to land their hits. Um, and that stuff is really easy to gauge, but otherwise it's, it's a yeah great game really really good addictive um fun uh something that's a bit different to card based games that we've played before um so yeah i'm I'm having a blast with it yeah uh i find that it's not really scratching the slay the spire or monster train itch like i want it to yeah uh is it the progression system yeah it's it's it will because it's not like that, right? At the end of the yeah. day, uh, like that's what that's what it was pitched. Like that was the elevator pitch that I initially read, and that's what I sort of played in the in the initial demo. And like you said, it's not quite that. It's evolved into something different. When you when you fail, when you fuck up, um, you wind up in a situation where where you can just sort of undo it and go back and i think that as a result it's allowed them it's allowed the game to to branch off in a different direction so it sort of feels more like a rogue light than a rogue like or vice versa whichever one so whichever one isn't slay the spire uh (laughs) right so it's still got all the elements uh but you're able to sort of almost save scum your way through this shit uh and so it it plays very different because you can take risks and and you think about things in different ways and it also feels a little uh easier to put down to me i don't know there's this there's uh there's a momentum that i feel i get into with slay the spire right where i'll i'll fuck up my first two runs monster train two i'll fuck up like a couple of runs and then uh, it'll all fall into place for me again. I'm like, oh yeah, right. So I got to do this and this and this and this and this. Uh, I got to like, I got to sort of manage what's coming at me in this way. Um, and 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 you go go at it from there. And then you once you're in the momentum, you don't want to fucking you don't want to stop halfway through. You get get to like halfway through Act Three. And uh, and your wife's like, okay, 
uh, let's have dinner. And you're like, ah, can we have, um, can we have dinner in a couple of hours? Because I think I'm going to finish Act 4 on this run. So I don't want to stop. That's going to be in in inconvenient. She's like, you're being ridiculous. Uh, um, fights in tight spaces, I don't mind. Sort of just ditching out on, right? I, I like, yeah, I don't feel that momentum. Mm. And I feel like it's a result of, but it's, it's, that's not a bad thing, right? Like, I think it's because it plays more like a puzzle game at the end of the day, right? Then, uh, and obviously, uh, you know, the, the deck building card based roguelite slash like whatever it is. Um, we should really fucking know that, eh? I think they just flip. I a learned coin one time. I like, whatever it lands on, they're like, that's what we call I it. I worked really hard to learn what it was. And then I'm like, oh, I forgot it. Fuck. <laughs> I had momentum where I was able to remember. Yeah. And it's gone away. I had dinner, unfortunately. Anyway. Um, yeah. It's just, uh, it's, it's a lot of fun. And you, like, when you get that perfect sequence, it feels real good. My, my problem is I wish it was way more obvious what your secret goals for each level are. Well, not secret goals, but your secondary objectives. You know, it's like finish this fight in six turns or some shit. Um, I know that you can look at it. Uh, I just wish it was fucking right there when you start the fucking level. Like, just really present so you know immediately, contextually, you've got to get this shit done in eight turns. Because that would yeah. change a lot for me um, instead of having to go find it myself. It's on the top right-hand corner of the screen. Isn't it? Isn't it collapsed? I think so. Unless they, they might have changed it. Maybe there's an update they put out. Or I hit it or something. I don't know. Um, it's definitely there. Like, there's your main objective and then the two side objectives are like right under it. Yeah, I feel like I've had to uncollapse it each time. Right. Maybe they've updated it since then. Um, or I did something. Or I probably did something. something. I've, done, uh, yeah. I've almost classic definitely joke, done something. Clicking I've, on shit. And now I'm blaming the game for it. Um, classic. Uh... Anyway, it doesn't matter. It's I'd rather I like either way, I would prefer it to be center screen immediately. Cuz yeah. I don't like the main objective is always just to fucking blap every cunt in the room. Uh that's pretty pretty obvious. And I'm not having any trouble with that shit and I feel like being able to focus more on side objectives. I just feel yeah, like there's there's an interesting balance between like a heel is how much? What? Like 30 bucks, 50 bucks? Depends mm. on when, how you get the heel. Um, and usually a side objective is worth 30 bucks. So it might be worth taking some damage to get all your side objectives, but I just never focus on them because they're not front and center for me. Anyway, um, that's, my, that's my only real complaint. I'm still having a lot of fun with it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I got a cool achievement when I was playing it called Sandblasted, which is killing someone with that had, um, killing someone with the pocket sand ability. It's one where he throws sand at their face and they get right. stunned. <laughs> um, they had one health left and I killed them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's, it's a really, uh, it's a cool, um, 
a uh, little icon as well. It's just like a skeleton just fucking melting. It's been <laughs> hit with sand. Like uh like Indy Indiana Jones or some shit. Yeah, well or, or like um that, I wonder if, if that's so your hidden up. achievement. You've got a hidden achievement. Oh do I? Yeah. Spoiler Maybe. alert. Yeah. Uh, it says three percent of plays have unlocked it. Um Anyway, yeah, that's uh, Fights in Tight Spaces. It's available on PC and on Xbox, I believe. So absolutely recommend that game. A lot of fun, yeah. um, especially if you're into uh, card games. It's, um, yeah, very cool. For sure. Uh, okay, let's keep going here. Halo Infinite is now out. Um, it was out last week when we talked about it. Uh, I hadn't had a chance to play it at all, uh, but now I have. And uh, I've played it once. And that is it. Um, all the yeah, way man, through. Just, from start just, to finish. Yeah, all the way through. It just didn't <laughs> grab me. Like, that start is long. It sure is. <laughs> it's long. Like, it, it's, uh, you know, they're talking about how this is a uh, open world, open, open, more open game. Yeah. Um, and they stick you in a fucking corridor for, you know, an hour and a half, two hours or something. Oh, yeah. And it's not good corridors. Like, it's it's bad um it, most of it is like linear there, there's that starting point where you first are able to run around and that's more of like a an open loop but once you sort of get past that it's pretty linear in terms of where you're going and it's it's quite um uh there's just not a lot going on very bland um, there is a point where there, uh, you get to have this sort of set piece moment where things are blowing up and you're sort of jumping from uh, different crates, I guess. And that stuff is really cool. But otherwise, it's just a slog. Like until you get to that bit where it opens up a bit more and becomes a, you know what Halo is supposed to be, uh, I think they made a mistake there. Um, it, it should have gotten to that part a lot quicker. But Mark Serrells in his CNET review said mm. something. I, I don't know if I mentioned it last week or not. Uh, or was it last week that I reviewed Halo? Yeah, we talked about it last week. Um, he said that, yeah, Halo Infinite is what you've always imagined Halo to be. Right? And I, I think that's such an interesting. Uh, there's, a, there's a really interesting. Uh, dichotomy there right between the halo that you imagine the halo in your head and the halo that is right because you just said it right then uh you said what halo is supposed to be right like uh uh you but but really in 343's tenure shitty tiny corridors with doors that won't lock until everything in the room is dead that that's what halo is supposed to be for the entirety of 343's tenure that is the game that they have turned halo into and the game that halo infinite becomes when it goes open world that is that is what you imagine it's supposed to be but it's not what halo what what is or was for a long time right that's so that's i think what makes the open world so cool hmm. that they actually managed to nail what they should have been doing the entire fucking time right 
Yeah, but they. I think it. Oh, it takes away. I think it's a, it. It's yeah. It's a smart idea to be like, hey, this is. Remember Halo. This is what it used to be like, and then be like, bam. But like, it shouldn't take that long to get to that point because I was I fucking think, bored out of my mind. I don't think that's what they're trying to do. You think it was just bad design? I think they just <laughs> they fluked it, right? Yeah. I don't think they were trying to show you what was and what now is because they don't in my opinion they don't even fucking nail that transition I, I can't remember if i talked about it last week or not but the way that the elevator raises up and you go into the open world mm. like that is a scene right that, that a decent like that should have been the moment the moment right yeah and they flub it in my opinion there's a loading screen uh, when they absolutely shouldn't be because it's installed on my fastest fucking hard drive. Um, and there's also like a... It's not a pan up, right? It's... Yeah, it's such a missed opportunity. And I think they they just sort of did it accidentally. They were like, yeah, that'll be cool. But it wasn't like a constructed thing. They weren't going for that. They were just like, yeah, it'd be cool if uh, they sort of accidentally fucking flopped their way into it. Uh, And also, if that was a deliberate thing, then they wouldn't railroad you into more of what you hate for the last third of the entire fucking game. So, yeah. Uh... It takes way too long. That opening is way too long. Yeah. Absolutely. But people like that shit. People actually like that version of Halo. So that's the other tricky part. There are people who, like, there are fans of 343's version of the Halo games. Inexplicably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Right, yeah, so I got to the part where it opens up, um, and then I went and uh, liberated some uh, Ubisoft bases in the game, uh, and then that opened up some more missions and things like that, and I did that again, because there was like three of them I had to go do. Um, yeah, like, I, I don't know, it just hasn't clicked with me, it, it just kind of, like, it's fun, but it's also not, I, don't, I, like, I don't think it's doing anything that's blowing my mind like I don't think it's a game that has sort of pushed shooters forward or the medium forward like it's it's a competent shooter um yeah, yeah. and like, that's it. I think I mean I broadly agree right like my you can read my review on mm-hmm. uh the gapodcast.com uh, um yeah, I, I don't think it's doing anything particularly new, but it's doing yeah. things well, I think. Yeah. I think the grapple hook's awesome. Um, it's probably the most refined thing in the game. Uh, they did a really good job with it. Um, when you're fighting grunts and stuff, like, it, yeah, they weren't they weren't trying to make something new in Revolution. This is, this is The Force Awakens. This isn't fucking... This isn't some fucking new shit. This is the the old shit. But but I, but I even think there's old stuff that's not as in, like 
when I get presented a, an open world, and it's one of my complaints I have with like Far Cry, I, I, like I want it to feel like a place that has been lived in, and I want exploration and like it, what happens if I don't go to these missions? Like you talked about it last week of being like, here's the mission markers, and fucking turned around and gone the other way, right? Like yeah. what happens if I do that? Will I find something that's cool? I feel like I haven't found anything that's cool. Like it seems pretty. Everything is on the map. It's it's oh. there. No. It's not. There's stuff hidden around. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I've, just I, just like from a real, like top level. There's skulls. Like you right, can go yeah, find not, it. You can go grab a skull immediately if you want. Yeah, I don't want a skull. As soon as you get out of the I open world, I don't even want skulls do. They they're like modifiers. Yeah. Um, for your campaign, so you can turn on skulls and everything's different. You don't have a HUD or. Yeah, uh, no, not that sort. Of, I'm talking about like finding weird shit in the world and st- stuff happening, and you can find like cool sort of fights thing. and stuff. But no, generally, generally, like you're right. It's but like I said, it's half baked. It's it's not a finished game under any circumstances. This should have come out in December of 2022. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. And maybe they could have finished all this shit. There's, there's a lot of, like I said last week, there is a lot of magic trick shit going on here. There's a lot of fucking look at this hand while this hand does shit. Like the amount of times I rolled up on some stuff uh, and thought, hey, this is a cool little area. And then you I, I unlock a fob and suddenly it would be populated i'm like oh this is a cool little area why is it empty and then it would be populated i'm like well that's fucking weird right because i was just there but it wasn't populated until i unlocked the fob and that's just not how it should work right like that's just not how that should work but at the same time it's not it's not flat how it works across the board because you can go to those uh like points of interest, the yellow uh, base type objectives, and they exist even if you haven't gone to the area's fob. And you can do something about them whenever the fuck you want. And I think, to me, it's just indicative of, of the fact that the game, yeah, isn't done. Real. Isn't finished. Mm. But yeah. Um, if you... Yeah, if you're not enjoying it, it doesn't get better. Like, I, it's the thing is, I think it's good. It just like pe- you people think it's have good talked about this. It. People have talked about this game like it's it's one of the best things of this year. Yeah, and maybe that is true, but I'm not. I don't. I don't compare games to like the best thing of this year. Like, I want some some meat on my games. And when I look at a game like when I look at our colleagues who have reviewed and obviously it could be different reviewers but you look at like uh, Deathloop which is an 86 on Metacritic and then you look at a game like Halo Infinite which is an 86 on Metacritic and again could be different reviewers but those two games are not comparable for me one is doing things that is very different that I think things we haven't seen before that does excellent things with game design and the other one is a competent shooter yeah (laughs) that 
that could have been i mean it it feels like a launch game to me right which is a game that doesn't really it's there to make make your new thing look pretty right yeah the exception is there are exceptions like a uh, mario 64 or something like that which absolutely changed video games right yeah. but for the most part launch games are pretty average halo c and i think how did you forget halo c it's fucking gold because i never played halo i right. never had an xbox i right. played it on pc um yeah so i just kind of think that's what this is like it's not it, it's 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 fine it's doing things like it's doing the shooter thing but i don't think it's doing anything new or exciting like we've seen a lot of this stuff before um you know except they put a grapple hook on it i'm like yeah that's fun but it's also like there's things that have come out this year that i think are just like doing shooters a lot like more interesting things with shooters and that sort of stuff so i'm not putting those people down like if you're having fun with it i'm not saying it's not a fun game like it is but critically when i'm looking at it and i'm looking at the design of it and how things work and um like it's just not like you death loop is going to a fucking uh michelin style restaurant and um halo infinite is kfc like i fucking like those things but you know what i mean that they're, they're good food but one of them is doing a lot more with the yeah. shit they've got and they're presenting it in a much more interesting fashion whereas the other one's like yeah i'll fucking eat kfc i enjoy kfc Fuck yeah. But sometimes KFC. I want something that's a bit fancy, you know? The Gap, brought to you by KFC. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so I have I just haven't really gone back and played it. I played that one session and... Oh, also, performance-wise, it's still fucking garbage. Like, oh, really? campaign. Your computer it's must got be that, trash, eh? That stutter is still there. Like, Your fuck off. Must Digital Foundry did their thing and they were trash. like, it's broken. Um, what if you were to, like, just, I don't know... Just upgrade your computer or something. Have you tried downloading more RAM? What if you got better RAM? eyes so you could fucking see this shit that I Have you tried see? downloading more RAM? Like, just... Just download some. Anyway. Um, it just hasn't grabbed me. I'll obviously play more of it. I'm just, like, when it's comparing uh, time with fights in tight spaces, which I'm having a lot more fun with, it's going to lose out at that point until I go back and play something else. Um... So yeah, once I get some some more time to jump in, I'll absolutely keep playing. But oh, and the story is fucking nonsensical for someone who doesn't like. I am not a Halo f- like fan by any stretch. Like I can't tell you what is going on in that story. But I've also heard from people that are like that are fans of Halo that have no fucking idea what is going on in this story, and that seems stupid. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because you were talking about last week, right? You yeah. you said this being like you need to watch or go read a fucking documentary on Halo Wars 2 or something you gotta yeah watch a recap on what happened in Halo Wars 2 and that will not actually catch you up on all of it (laughs) yeah yeah there's like a full game's worth of fucking story missing from this story it's just incomprehensible it's like we jumped in to the fucking last Jedi or some shit Anyway, yeah. uh, I, I, which you love, silly, of course. Oh, absolutely. Uh, who doesn't? Anyway, um, yeah, like I said, I'll keep playing more, but it's just not. Um, it seems fine, just not blowing me away. Like 
a lot of other people have. Um, so there you go. Alright, we got two more here. Um, one of them is Icarus. Let's talk about Icarus. You're still playing? Yeah, man, I'm still playing. I mean, I haven't played uh, in a couple of days, but I'm still playing. Absolutely. Uh, you, you aren't, are you? You're done, Yeah, no. You? Sorry, that was a question. Yes, I, I'm done with that game. I, I'm pretty done. Um, I've now put 33 hours into it. Uh, yeah, I'm just done with it. Like, I, I'm not... It's not giving me anything. <laughs> like, I'm sort of... I feel like I've given it a chance and... It's the same game that I've been playing for 30 hours now at this point. Um, and it doesn't feel like it's changing at all. Like, it, the... the the missions that I'm being that we're doing is repetitive. Uh, everything we do in that game is the same thing we do every other game. Like, and, and I've tried to not do that. I've tried to do different things, and when we try to do that, that was the last straw for me. This last mission that we did, um, it was I think it was one of Drew's missions. It's like two, maybe two sort of tiers up above where I am because for whatever reason it doesn't unlock. Even though I've completed those missions, I need to go and and redo them again from my prospect um so that's why we're replaying a lot of this stuff but anyway it was a mission where we had to go and uh secure a bunch of like satellite drops or sp space capsules or something and because you were in this one you were you were playing with us yeah and um I think it was this one and then we, we basically ran around got to the capsules we did the first one did the second one i just fucking legged it because i was like that's what this game is at this point it's literally just running from point a to point b collecting things we did a mission before that where i didn't build a single fucking thing and i just ran and, and collect i ran through the snow and then picked up the thing we needed to and then left didn't take any damage nothing just like that is how low-key this game has gotten for me to this point that was the sort of decline of me being like like why do i need to do anything if i can just fucking ping it i can just leg it because you're the host nothing spawns around me and so i could just literally nothing if the environment doesn't matter there's no enemies that can kill me then i can just run off and do my thing right um so we did that mission and then we did the next one and it was getting these space capsules and so i just ran for that get to the last one and this giant sandworm thing shows up and it says dispatch the sandworm and so at this point i'm like sweet we can we can we get to build things now like let's let's try and not shoot arrows at it like everything else that we do we can let's build some guns and so we start we start building guns right we get there, which takes a lot longer than just getting to the point where you can build that bow and arrows. We go mining, we're collecting other iron ore, we're building cement mixers, all these different things in this little building. We get we get a rifle up and running, um, make about 50 or 60 bullets. We build a second gun, a pistol, which Drew takes, make a bunch of ammo for that. And then he's got like fire arrows and... Um, um, I think he had like poison arrows or something as well. This is like an hour and a half, two hours in. At this stage, you've gone. You had to go do, I think, dinner. Mm -hmm. um, and we, we run back to the sandworm and we start the fight. Fucking shoot it in the face, get a crit. It's like 12, 1200 damage or 1300 damage. Um, 
you know, he's shooting it with arrows, Drew's shooting it with his pistol. I get like three more crits on this thing and the fight's over. It, it, this fight lasts like 45 seconds to a minute and it's the, the fight's done and the sandworm disappears. And then we run through a cave and grab the next space catch capsule. It, it, like the mission is cap, get the third case, uh, capsule or whatever, but that was the fourth one. Um, Drew noted that. So we pick it up and the mission's over. And at that point, I'm like, I'm done. Like, this, fuck this game. It's so, <laughs> like, we like we could have done the thing you said of shooting it with arrows and it probably so would have taken that's, us. That's the, that's the bit. That's, the, that's my favorite part of this story is that when we arrived at the sandworm, mm. uh, I was like, well, we got fucking bows and arrows. Let's fucking shoot the thing. And Luke's like, no, no. Let's build some guns and fucking do this like why why do we even play this game you had like a fucking mini breakdown like this this is when i knew you weren't going to play this game anymore right i'm like this this is, this might be over luke's done with this uh because yeah he's like why 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 do we even bother why do we fucking do anything in this game if we're not going to engage like i haven't built anything from like the the fucking the third tree on and i'm like all right, let's 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 build some guns. Anyway, I gotta go make dinner. My plan was I was I'm like I'm st I'm standing there. I've built a fuck ton of bone bone arrows, and I got these fire arrows, and I'm like, I can probably wrap this fucking mission up before dinner. And then you're yeah. like, no, we gotta build guns. I'm like, well, this is gonna take forever. I'm getting the fuck out of here. Um, and and then yeah, like later on, Drew and Heath told me told me how it went down. Mm. And man, I laughed. Oh, I laughed. But that's the thing, right? Is that we could have done it with bow and arrows. It would have taken fucking forever still because the amount of damage you do is still minimal. And this thing is like moving around and it's like up in the air and then diving under the ground and fucking sweeping people's legs and uh, karate chopping them and things like that. But, so, but like the bow and arrow is doing 30 damage, whereas the um the rifle's doing 300 to 600 and it crits for like 1200 right we could either shoot 90 arrows into this thing because mm. a bunch of them are probably going to miss um because the, the you know the amount of time it takes for it to travel and then also yep. this thing is moving around a lot right we can sit there and do that and probably spend you know what we did when we first played the alpha where we killed that mammoth and it, it would take us fucking you know 15 minutes to kill this thing or I could shoot it four times with a fucking rifle and it disappears. Like there's no, there's no connection there of like, it's such a massive difference between sitting there 15 minutes and shooting this thing and you can do it or, or spending an extra fucking hour getting all these materials and then shooting it three times and then that's the mission. The problem the game has, right? I've seen a lot of people say it's too difficult right and it, it comes back to uh the classic dilemma that uh, of games literacy right because a lot of uh a lot of gamers don't seem to understand the difference between difficulty and complexity and and it seems to me like Icarus makes that mistake as well 
where it has mistaken complexity for difficulty and as a result players have have done that too and so the people complaining about being too difficult are like i've never felt found the game to be i'm sure you haven't either like but it it, it's it's not it's too simple right icarus is too simplistic that's once you once you learn the rules yeah like i've like that is the problem we've learned the rules and realized you don't have to do anything because you can do everything without doing anything (laughs) yeah that's the problem and and i mean obviously you know i arrived uh we arrived there really quick right uh we arrived at that location the that analysis really early yeah uh, which is why you know we're doing farm runs and shit right yeah uh but it's never going to be a different game right and that's my problem is that i want it every time i jump into a mission i'm like cool this will be the point where we do something new like we can finally build something and it turns out that's never happened. Like it's always. Ironically, me and Drew and Zio actually did a mission that was quite different. Mm. Um, like it it was extremely involved. Uh, it was a mission where we had to build. Like we had to. I had to unlock a bunch of shit in tier four and tier three. Uh, just yeah, to, just the to do building it. a barracks thing that broke last time we tried to do it. Ah, uh, no. Uh, although, fucking ironically, me and Heath knocked that one out in like fucking no time at all once we knew the the requirements and once it yeah. actually worked. No, this required... We had to build a biofuel generator, uh, which required, I think, all... I, I'm, I've, I've said this so many times and I can't remember the exact number, but I believe it was 82 gold. Yeah. Uh, as a bare minimum, it required 82 smelted gold, uh, which required like the, the, that's, that's where the complexity of Icarus has, has gone. That's the mistake of the game is that the complexity is in the, uh, building, uh, aspects, right. Uh, and not in any of the play aspects right there's nothing really to worry about in the world the complexity is in managing is in it's it's satisfactory style complexity right and that's there's there's another layer to the mistake that icarus makes uh there but i'll get into it in a second but there's there's a yeah there's complexity in in icarus in that you need to sort of step through all of the shit that you need to do right so you need all this refined gold you need 60 refined gold to make 60 circuit boards uh, and the circuit boards are used to make the fabricator and the fabricators used to make the biofuel generator biofuel generator is used to, to power the thing but you need fuel for the biofuel generator which means you need tanks and you need a biofuel composter to create the stuff plus you need a steel furnace uh, sorry a concrete furnace to smelt the refined gold you need concrete for the concrete furnace which means you need a concrete mixer and you've got there is right a satisfying degree of complexity satisfactory satisfactory degree of complexity 
in that in that system. Uh, but then once you put all that together, right, uh, you you build your biofuel generator, you connect it to this laser, it opens a hole into the ice, you're able to go to the next location, three fucking woolly mammoths charge at you, right? And I guess the instinct would be to fight the three woolly mammoths, which is just not a good idea. Uh, and instead what you do is you just, like, because the, the game lacks the complexity, you lose aggro, and then you just piss bolt into the fucking snow. You didn't, like, once, like, that was actually fairly unsatisfying. We just piss bolted into the snow, got to the location, and then piss bolted out again. The biggest challenge was the fact that I ran out of arrows uh, halfway into the snow, and, uh, and it was just, there were just fucking billions of wolves. Like there was, mm. I've never seen that many fucking wolves except on one of those missions where you have to kill a wolf. Um, but yeah, we were fucking, it was a good, like I've never seen Drew hit so many fucking shots. He was fucking banging. It was fantastic. Cause otherwise that would have been a challenge. Uh, that would have been rough. But that's that's I guess that's what feeds into it, right? So the the difficulty is that everything hits too hard and takes too much damage. But that's not complexity. The combat system. There's no complexity in the combat system. Things just hit too hard uh, and take too much damage when when you get to higher levels. And so you wind up in these boss fights with these pitch black wolves that require that turn into fucking porcupines by the time you finish the fucking fight with them because you've emptied literally hundreds of arrows into them because all they've done to increase the difficulty was ramp up the fucking health pool right simplistic not not difficult not challenging just simplistic um and uh not challenging but simplistic so not not difficult um the the problem that icarus has by feeding all of its complexity into its its building system is that you will inevitably like the reason I I play it the way I do, which is to piss bolt into wherever the fuck it is I need to get to and then just run the fuck out again uh, to knock out the bare minimum and then get the fuck out is because there's no permanence in anything you do when you're on mission. And so there's there's no like all of that yeah. like you have to treat your time as it is as if it is a resource, right? And so you're just pissing away the resource of time. Anytime you do anything beyond the parameters of the exact f fucking mission, all you're doing is pissing away time. And so if you can work out a method that streamlines and saves you time, then you have constructed a method that that significantly increases your your gains, right? And that's the problem the game has, right? There needs to be, uh, I think Drew was pitching this, right? The ability to like to to specifically bring something in. You got to pay a bunch of fucking space bucks, right? But you need to be able to. Maybe it was JB, one of them. This is, I, I I thought it was a really good pitch. You bring in something in particular. And it shortcuts the need to build to it, 
right? Because all you wind up doing is this, it, like the start of the loop, right? Mm. The start of the construction loop involves building a base. That's it. Every single fucking time it involves yeah. building a base. And you got to work out how big that base is. Usually, I don't know, three by three by four. Yeah, usually not big. Yeah, three by four should be enough. Uh, and so, yeah, you cut down enough wood. You cut down, uh, you, you harbors an, enough fiber uh, to build your fucking, your 12 floors, your ramps, your et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You get all that done and then you build it. And that's that loop. Once you've got it done, you get to a point where like by feel, you know, like I don't know the exact numbers of wood I need for all of these things, but by feel, I will stop chopping trees and I'll be like, yeah, I think I've done enough. And then I'll go into my crafting menu and I'll build all the pieces I need. And yeah, like just by feel, I've now done this enough times that I can just fucking gut feel, build exactly as many pieces I need for a house. And that's, I mean, it's, it's a, there's a satisfying elements to having got to that level of familiarity, but at the same time, uh, it's, it's not, I haven't learned anything in particular. It's not like I like, yeah, it's just, I've done this enough that I can now time out how long I hold down mouse one. That's not a good start to a loop. Right, and then you, what? You build your crafting bench, you build your skinning bench. Maybe you build a textiles bench if you need the, uh, the clothes. Otherwise, you you spend it on other things. And most of the learning is on just determining what is and is not useful. For example, the the pot belly stove is not useful. You don't get anything worth anything out of it unless you've got a ready source of fish. Um, and then, yeah, you sort of go from there and that's, that's the game, right? But if you could bring something in, uh, like you bring a fabric header in from the, from the gecko, a space fabric header, uh, it would change dramatically, right? And it would be more in line with the, I don't know if this is the game that they want Icarus to be. I get the feeling that Icarus has gone in a direction they did not want it to. Because I can't imagine... The way I now play Icarus is the way I play Elite Dangerous, which is money per minute, right? I did my... I did a big video on it earlier this year about the economy aspect of Elite Dangerous and how it is a game... It's an idle game that you're actively playing where everything you do is about acquiring as many as many space bucks as possible per minute and you, the measure of your success is based off that and now Icarus is exactly the same thing and I cannot imagine that is what they intended because there isn't enough um, meta goods in the space station for you to actually spend your space currency on so it's not like you're building up to an anaconda or something like you are in Elite Dangerous you just sort of fucking Like I've built, I've I've bought everything I could want. I've got all the space armor. I don't. I I can do. 
So I put up a video earlier this week on how to do an exotics farm. And you can do it two ways. One way takes about 27 and a half minutes. The other way takes, I got it down to 21 flat. Uh, if you buy the space armor, the space station armor, uh, you don't even need to build fur clothes. You, you do need fur clothes if you're going south, the short run, uh, because you will get frostbite every single time. But if you've got space armor, you negate all cold. And so you're fine. You don't have to worry about it. You can run straight in, and that's pretty. That's a pretty big deal. That's pretty huge, right? Uh, I've I, five minutes, six minutes is like nearly. Well, it's a quarter of the fucking like between a quarter and a fifth. So that's a that's a huge amount of gains, right? But once you arrive at a place where that's how you're contextualizing that shit. You need something to actually work towards or else you're just earning money. And what's going to happen is when they introduce more shit, more currency sinks, I'm already going to have too much money. I'm going to have, well, like I already do. I've got a thousand exotics and nothing to spend them on and even more space bucks. And so whatever they introduce, I'm going to be able to buy it. And so that's, that's sort of killing the game for me, but I'm still playing it because I enjoy hanging out and I enjoy, enjoy the, I don't know, there, there is an element of the survival game loop that I really like. And there's an element of the, the chaos that I really enjoy. The chaos of like herding cats, trying to get you and Heath and Drew to all fucking focus on one fucking thing for long enough so that we can do a fucking mission. It's entertaining. It's like frustrating as shit, but entertaining. So, yeah, I get enough out of it that I still find it worthwhile. And I have hopes that they can get it to a place that's more akin to what I assume they want the game to be, which is... Yeah, I mean, it's early, early access at the moment, so... It's an early access game, so... Oh, yeah. God! Anyway... <laughs> Yeah, it's disappointing, but uh, I've had a lot of fun with her. It's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm done with it at this point, unless they do some big changes. Like, I just not, I'm not getting anything out of it. It's the gameplay loop is the same every time I jump in. Um, yeah. And even then, like, I just, like the, the exotic runs you're talking about, I just don't think they add a whole lot at this point like I, I get a um uh like a an axe that lets me mine quicker so that i but i don't have to mine quicker at this point like it's just too long like it's so drawn out and the um sense of scale just it's not there because everything is you know 32 hours in i'm still it's still fucking easy as shit like you don't have to do anything yeah um yeah, it's a mistake. Like, I, I, at this point, I feel like maybe you should just play in the sandbox mode. So you can build it. But, it, but even if, then, like, you get to the end and then what? If the outposts mode, like, the problem I have with outposts and why I haven't started one is because the outposts don't have predators. Mm, right. And so you don't even have the, the sort of implied threat. Mm. But yeah, like... I've 
I've got so much fucking currency at this this stage that uh, I got murdered by a bear while I was in the dropship leaving. Yeah. I, I aggroed a bear and it followed me for literally two grid squares and then it got its final hit on me to kill me as I hit leave for station. Like literally as I hit it. And so I was dead as the dropship left. Yeah. And so I lost everything. Everything. And I bought it all again and I still have way too much money. Yeah. Like... Yeah, it's the uh, the economies. I said this last week, right? The economies are all broken, mm. like across the board. Uh, if, if, on almost every level, the economies of this game are broken. They nerfed my uh, my biohazard run, unfortunately, so you can't get that going anymore. It's worth only fifty bucks, but it doesn't matter. Uh doesn't really matter. And that's yeah. the problem. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. That's Icarus. It's still out. People are still playing it. Yep. Um, there you go. All right. We got one more game here. Oh, it's not even a game, is it? Not, not really. Not really. It's a, more of a tech demo. The Matrix Awakens, the Unreal Engine 5. Um, this is a... Uh, it was revealed during the Game Awards, um, which is a... It's showing off the new Unreal Engine 5 and what people will sort of get to experience going forward with this thing. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's available on consoles at the moment. You can download it. It's about 29 gigabytes, something like that. Um, and basically, it is a, uh, a, a very light demo showing what the engine is capable of. It's a little bit of gameplay elements. Um, it basically starts off with the original Matrix um, opening of like Neo at his computer and um, you know it's saying wake up Neo that sort of stuff and then it sort of has Keanu Reeves talking about like what is real and what isn't in a very meta way of uh, (laughs) trying to get you to figure out in this actual demo what is real and what isn't um, and it's switching between Keanu Reeves, the actor, and Keanu Reeves, the uh, digital video game scan, um, and trying to get you to, uh, I guess, figure out which is which. Which um, some of the time um, is a bit more harder than others, but the thing is that there are elements in this demo that you're looking at, and we talked about this on the weekend, of like that entire demo is all in engine a pose from one shot where it's got morpheus and he's like a cardboard cutout it's just they grabbed him from the film plopped him in and everything else in that demo is uh in in game running in real time um there's one section that's not in real time that's a video uh for for a couple of seconds but the rest of it is all in engine uh and running in real time which is extremely impressive I missed the part where it was in engine. I thought it was the video from Me too. The Matrix. Like I thought they were just showing us Matrix stuff, but yeah. after watching the Digital Foundry deep dive where they were doing comparisons between um showing you what was on the screen and then like comparing it with the movie, that that's what I was like, Oh fuck, alright, I didn't realize that, that was they rendered all that. Okay, fair enough. 
that's cool um so they do a bunch of bunch of stuff there and then it goes into like a uh a car chase sequence um and then once you finish that it shows some some technical stuff with the what the engine's able to do and then more like an open world city that you could roam around um walk around in drive cars fly around that sort of stuff um yeah what are your thoughts on this um this sort of technology and and this kind of look at hey this is where gaming will be in five years here's some of the things we'll be able to do with this this engine it's gonna take a while but it's incredible man holy shit what what holy like holy actual fuck man this the stuff that's doing is utterly jaw uh, jaw dropping there's i felt like the frame rate was a bit bit but uh like in some at some points not all the time but like yeah uh still like my favorite thing was the fucking the soft body physics on the fucking vehicles that's awesome right like so much better than i've seen from a lot of other games uh the way that they sort of mangle and demolish and stuff it's awesome uh and like the like the ability to turn stuff on and off you can just sort of delete all the pedestrians with a couple of pushes of a button and and stuff like that uh it's and you you can change the time of day and the way the lighting all shifts yeah uh, yeah it is utterly incredible the, the amount of detail that you can see on stuff like like fucking like street signs with like the parking rules and stuff like that's way too much detail it's out of control (laughs) i don't need to be able to read that right (laughs) it is bananas man Yeah. yeah uh if you've got if you've got a next gen console you absolutely have to check it out uh so both of you out there one of you with an xbox and the other one with a playstation uh definitely download this um no i I, like actually speaking of that i've heard a a lot of people have been having a lot more luck getting stuff ahead of christmas which is nice getting new consoles ahead of christmas but yeah it's just bananas man the when you were telling me that like all of all of that intro is rendered except for morpheus i I actually still i haven't watched the digital foundry video yet i'm gonna do it after this podcast with my lunch yeah. i still don't believe you like <laughs> yeah that's bullshit like f- parts of it look unreal <laughs> but parts of it um yeah i thought we were straight uplifted from the film hmm that's phenomenal they did a fantastic job even the um like once it like teleports neo and trinity to this car chase sequence and then like the cars are doing skids around the corners and like the camera movement like all that stuff is is very photo real and it's all like in game render or in engine rendering and uh after like after watching that like i had to watch it twice like to be like oh yeah this is not a, it's not a video this is actual 
this is the game runner. Like there's stuff you can see, like when an explosion goes off. Oh, okay, yeah, that's that's a video game explosion. Yeah. Yeah. There's other parts where you're like, are they mixing in like a video, like something they've shot into this? And yeah, no. Um, so some of the other technology they've talked about is the the uh, meta humans and um, like the AI characters in the game. Um, so they've obviously scanned in uh, Keanu and um, Trinity for some stuff there, but the what they were, what they're also trying to do is show off the is the third character in the game who is a, it's an NPC. It's something they've created in the game um, to show you like the difference between hey here's something that we've created and here's something that we've scanned in, um, you know, and showing you that you know what they're capable of doing with these characters, and then also applying that to the pedestrians in the world and using the AI technology because I think this is the first uh, Unreal Engine that's going to ship with a bunch of that AI technology built into it um, and how it handles pedestrians and traffic simulation and things like that um, other things that I guess uh, yeah absolutely watch the Digital Foundry or listen to it discussion where they talk about an hour and a half um, about playing it talking to the developers and their own thoughts and that sort of thing but some of the standout things they sort of talk about is like there's no pop-in in this demo at all and it's a fucking massive city it's like a four kilometer radius city um and they're talking about like how uh how this nanite technology is able to render all of this stuff and you know do it without changing the level of detail on specific environments like when you play a, a, a game like uh, far cry or battlefield or whatever these big open world games the level of detail depends on how close you are to something and as you get closer to the thing the geometry changes it becomes more detailed you sort of see it pop sometimes like it'll change um, whereas in here they're talking about how like you can't see that pop in it's kind of just it's there um and so that is really impressive how they're able to and also being able to do that with an entire city like just pan them back and there's a big fucking massive city there ready to go that stuff is really cool um one of the things they were really excited about was the fences fences yeah there's like actual usually when you see a fence in a game it's just like a texture that's maybe it's like a texture with like a um it's got like a map over it where it's it's see-through right yep. but it's it's not actually it's not individual like a, yeah. bars yeah yeah or, or like it just hasn't been ran it it's kind of just been put onto something and it's sort of see-through right yeah. whereas this is like you go in the matrix demo and it's an actual like somebody's put this fucking built this fence and it's all rendered and there's it's got polygons and all that sort of thing um and yeah it's just weird stuff like that like how, listening to them talk about because they know technology like the things that this game or this tech demo is doing um and sort of how that is going to affect games going forward in terms of what they look like and what they're able to do is uh, just super insightful to listen to um and just kind of what it's going to do for like open world games like this moving forward in the next couple of years like we'll get to a point where it's still very early on in the current gen cycle uh like we're not we we don't know what these consoles are capable of at this point like give it a couple of years and we're gonna start seeing some stupid shit and yeah. this is just an example of some of the stupid shit that we'll be able to see moving forward yeah. um 
so yeah it's really cool um i'd absolutely recommend people checking out it's not long it's like five minutes worth of shooting shit um and then you can just screw around and fly around in this world or smash cars up which which i did quite a bit of um but it's just fun and it's, there's no spoilers in there as far as i'm aware for the new matrix movie i was worried they're gonna like slap a trailer on there or something like that but they uh they didn't it's, pure, yeah. it's purely just an unreal engine yeah demo um yeah anyway i don't know is there much else to say about this i don't think so no, no it's incredible if you yeah if you can absolutely check it out yeah for sure all right there you go that's all the games um should we blast through this news and then get on out of here let's do it there is not a whole lot but let's talk about the game awards we watched it it happened mm-hmm. it was on um a couple of hours of, of uh game reveals uh giving away awards and that sort of thing what was your um take on on this year a bit more low-key uh yeah like not yeah not a terribly big deal i guess uh Jeff seemed to be really happy that it was live again, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm less. I'm start like. It's a weird one, right? Because on one on on the one hand, uh, they so heavily de-emphasize the awards mm. that there's almost no point. To it having awards right and on the other hand uh, and and that feels really disrespectful right to me which i don't like and on the other hand the awards are the my like the worst part about the game awards yeah right like first of all how the fuck did it takes to win game of the year that is fucking ridiculous uh on like on fucking so many levels on so many levels uh anyway um so there's that but yeah like they just they knock they'll they will do like an hour and a half without a single award and then they'll just belt out seven awards all in a row without (laughs) pausing without letting anyone talk any yeah it's just awful yeah best action game goes to blah blah and then the next ne- best sports game yeah best music you know, straight right, on cool, to the next thing yeah. yeah which is just yeah so I don't know if I'm gonna watch it next year to be honest mm, and just watch the trailers right like yeah it's it's fun uh I guess making jokes and stuff but yeah yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyway, all right. Let's talk about some of the award, uh, some of the uh, reveals, some of the big reveals, ones. Yeah. Um, any any big highlights for you? That I mean, I'm looking at this list here, and there's stuff I completely missed. This Texas Chainsaw Massacre game, Homeworld Three. This must have been before the thing started. I it guess was the, that was pre-show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, what was some big stuff that they showed off? Wonder Woman, a new game by Monolith the creators Fucking, of they didn't use they the made? hand zimmer wonder oh, woman yeah. theme song huge missed opportunity that is the, probably the best fuck superhero theme around fucking rules yeah. 
Star Wars um, so Eclipse. This is the Shadows of Shadows of Mortal team. Before Wonder Woman was Star Wars Eclipse, and I was super right. excited. Super until, excited until Quantic Dream. And I'm like, all right, I'm out. I'm definitely going to play it. Obviously, I'm going to play it. Obviously, I'm going to play it. But uh, there's no way he's writing that, right? Surely. Surely not. He can't be. Surely not. But still. Yeah. Still. Uh, yeah, and then Wonder Woman. Yeah, Monolith. The, the yeah, Shadows of uh, Mortal. Mortal Shadows team. Of Shadows team. of War team. Uh, that's pretty cool. Uh, excited. Hopefully, Nemesis system. I don't know how, but I just want to see it in more games. Well, she's got her lasso, right? She can interrogate people. I don't see how that makes the Nemesis system work, but... No, right. you interrogate people and then you can... Um, you know, where is your lieutenant? And it shows you on the map and it unlocks more people. And I don't know, that's what I'd do. Right. But, yeah, okay. Because that's what, I mean, all the Shadow of Mordor thing was you'd interrogate, you'd interrogate uh, orcs, right? And then it would open up extra branches and then but no, other the people would come system, after you and things like that. The core of it is the randomly generated uh, enemies. Like yeah. they had those modifiers on them. That's that's the core of it. I don't know how you do that with a fucking Wonder Woman game. Or you just have normal enemies with this guy shoots fireballs. I don't know. All right. All right. It's there. Yeah. I just talked about it. Easy. Um, um, what else? Alan Wake 2. Probably the highlight for me. Uh, yeah. the, the best announcement that they had. It was uh, weird that they did it so early, right? It was weird, yes. Because uh, there was there was no... Um, I don't like. I don't think that leaked. I don't know. I, I wasn't really paying attention. But like, that's that seems like the type of thing that you, or at least one of those games where you sort of announce it at the end, like, hey, one last thing type stuff. Um, and I think I did say recently, like in the last couple of months, that I think it was going to be a game awards announcement, just because um, it just seemed like perfect timing. You know, having that remaster come out. Um, and just like it, it seemed like a good time to do it so yeah it was weird that they had it in the middle of the award show strange timing yeah right. I also called it like five seconds in <laughs> you did it was <laughs> it was uh, weird but yeah uh, so yeah Alan Wake 2 um, what else yeah you know what was weird? Cuphead. Cuphead DLC. Yeah. Is that not strange? That, that game's like... A, it's been out for a while. Like three years old or something? Because when I played it, I was overseas, so it must be pretty old because I was allowed to travel overseas. Yeah. 2017 game. 2017? Holy fuck. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. Um... Beat Saber, Lady Gaga, um, Warhammer Space Marine 2 looks interesting. Uh, there's like six Warhammer games announced during that, right? Like, yeah, at, at, at least six. Um, yep. The Metro Metroid Dread uh, acceptance speech where they were like advertising the game. You know, you won an award, right? You don't have to fucking sell us on the game. Yeah. 
June 4X RTS. I'm not sure yeah. how that will work. 4X RTS. Because 4X games are usually uh, turn-based. So, I don't know. That'll be an inter interesting one. Maybe it's sort of like Total War or something. Uh, which will suck because I'm awful at Total War. Among mm -hmm. um, Us VR. Could that be sounds amusing. cool. Could be amusing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you got to have a VR thing though, right? That's kind of disappointing. It's a little bit of a yeah, yeah, barrier to entry. Um, I did not like the Elden Ring trailer at all. Uh, it was like a story only story trailer, trailer and which is weird because nobody it's cares a from software gang. Nobody cares <laughs> from... Nobody cares. Um, I guess Varty Video cares. Um, and yeah, uh, there was there was one game that I saw that I thought looked... Nightingale, I think it was. Was it? Nightingale? It was probably one of those. That or Arc Raider, because there was one game that was going on. I had to duck out for a minute and I came back and was like, oh, this looks... Whatever, this seems interesting. Oh no! What um, was that game that's been announced before, and they did like a trailer, and I I was like, oh, for Spoken. Right. I'm in, man. That that looks cool. I yeah. I would play that. That looks fun. Like a bit of a like I don't know. A Yankee in uh, King Arthur's court type dealio. Ah no, I'm interested. I'm well interested. Apparently previews were going around, but. Uh, I didn't get to check it out, so yeah. what a bummer! We'll try and try and get in for a preview. I mean, yeah. Anyway, uh, um, but yeah, what was there, your there highlight? Was, what was your highlight apart from Alan Wake Two? Alan Wake Two. Apart from um, Alan Wake Two. Um. All right, man. Yeah, Alan Wake Two. Um. All right. That was it. Senua's Saga Hellblade 2 was uh, shown off gameplay for the first time. Yeah. That game really, looks really pretty. I don't know what the game is. Yep. Yep. Uh, I didn't really like the first one. So, uh, I don't know. I'll probably skip this one unless someone makes me play it. Yeah. I mean, this. The, they, if this is what they're showing off as, as gameplay, then yep. all right. It, it looked like a lot of Holden W and press and left click. Yeah. It sure did. I looked pretty doing it, but... Also, they threw a lot of spears and not a single one of those spears did anything yeah. at all. And I don't yeah. understand. Like... And they started that fight. Hey, yeah, they started it. Like, first of all, that attack on Titan Baby was just trying to have a sleep and... They fucked it up. And second of all, if the first 40 spears didn't do anything, apart from upset it, is the, is the 41st spear really going to, like, is that going to be the fucking... Who knows? Yeah. The straw breaks the camel's back. Mm. Why are you trying to break camel's backs? Um, anyway. Did Sonic Frontiers get you excited? No. Sonic 2, I like the Sonic 2 announcement though. That was pretty entertaining. Fucking Jim Carrey doing Jim Carrey shit and Ben, what's his name? Doing Ben, what's his name stuff. 
Schwartz. Oh. Schwartz. That's it. Yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, I mean, I'm, I loved the movie, so mm -hmm. I like the movie. Let's, let's not go too far. Um, as a Halo fanboy, did you uh, get anything out of the Halo trailer? What Halo the TV trailer? series? Oh, no. Okay. No, I did not. Uh, yeah, enough. I do not think. I mean, I'm going to watch it, obviously, but yeah, nah. Nah, probably not a. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's move on. Well, that was the show. That was the show. <laughs> that was some highlights. Um, yeah, oh, Alan, Alan Wake 2. Was there, that was the highlight for me. Um, survival horror game. They're changing it from action game, which I think is a smart decision. Um, I, I talked about this when I played the, the uh, remastered version recently. Like, how do you make an Alan Wake 2 after putting out Control, which had all these cool abilities and like bringing that, that game came out 10 years ago like how do you get from uh that core gameplay loop and make it fresh and exciting and something different uh and by turning it into a survival horror game i think that is that's one way to do it like completely change out that gameplay make yep. it as scary as fuck um horror game that's awesome that sounds really cool yeah uh, whether or not they can pull it off is something different they obviously you know they they make action games. That's what they've done for the last 20 True. years. Yeah. So I guess we'll see what happens with a survival game, survival horror game. But I, I'm absolutely interested. 23, uh, 2023 is the date. Sounds like we'll hear more about it next year um, during E3 where they will have a uh, some sort of bidding war between Xbox and PlayStation to figure out who gets to show it off in, on their uh, showcase, it seems. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's got me super keen. Uh, I'm very excited for that one. Yeah. All right. Um, what else we got here? This morning, the Splinter Cell remake was announced. Um, Ubisoft Toronto is making it. Um, yeah, that's what we know. Uh, that's all That's all we know. Uh, and yeah, they specifically described it as uh, a remake as opposed to a remaster. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be on the... Uh, on the Snowdrop engine, which is the one they use for Division Two, um, yeah, I I worry that this is a like too early an announcement. Uh, I, it feels like they they pulled the trigger on this one because there was that rumor going around that they were going to make Splitter Cell open world, and everyone was shitting their pants and being like, "Fuck that," uh, which is fair, a fair reaction in my opinion. And they were like, "Oh no, hey, let's just say like let's just announce that we're making Splinter Cell remake." Right, get get out in front of this, and that's basically what they did. And uh, as a result, uh, I think they've they've pulled the trigger a little bit too early, and uh, that's a bummer. Um, yeah, because I think this could have been a cool announcement when it was a bit closer, but now, yeah, it feels like they're so early in the in the development phase that it, it's kind of just been like. Hey, Splinter Cell Remake. Anyway, we've got nothing to talk about until 2024. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I get what you're saying, but at the same time, they maybe just want to... Uh, I've always thought that the whole um, secrecy surrounding when, like, games people are working on, mm. because eventually, like, they leak, right? The, that, Splinter, that other Splinter Cell game got leaked, so maybe they're just trying to get in front of it. Yeah. 
at the same time. So like I can understand them doing it, but also, yeah. And trying to control the message a bit more. At least you get an interview with the developer, what they're working on, all that sort of stuff. So yeah, I mean, it is nice to have surprises to be like, hey, here's the fucking thing and boom. But at the same time, it leaky shit. So, you know, they're a big company. You have thousands of people working on these games at some time. So, um, it's hard, I guess. That's what I'm trying to yeah. say. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. I like those those Splinter Cell games. Less excited for the open world thing that they're doing. Um, so, yeah, it sounds way better. Uh, the other news doing around this this morning is the Stalker Two. NFTs. They're introducing um, a, a paid system where you could become a metahuman. A, I guess we're calling them metahumans now um, instead of NPCs. But you'll be able to come become a, a character in the game if you outbid other people, and they will scan you into their engine, and you'll be this person that walks around. Is this a good idea, Job, or is this terrible? This is fucking idiotic, man. Uh, like. It's it none of none of this one makes sense to me. I don't understand what the blockchain adds to this scenario, and also I don't think they should be selling this kind of element, right? Like, like none, yeah. <sighs> like what? It's it's just greediness. Right, like mm. they just, they're just announcing shit because it's on the hype train. But I don't. Does do NFTs have positive hype? No, not at the moment. They're not amongst it worse gamers. Every time one of these things like, is shitted out. Right, it's it's just dumb. I don't get why they would do this. Like auctioning off the ability to be scanned into a game right is not the newest thing in the world and if that's what they want to do then do it to it i don't see what the blockchain or nfts non-fungible tokens brings to the fucking party like what element does that add to the process outside of the what you can you can win the auction and then s sell it for a little while like i assume they're not going to rescan a new fucking NPC every time the NFT, the, the token changes hands. So what am I going to do? Buy an NFT so I can own Luke's likeness in fucking Stalker 2. All right? Can I do anything with that? If yeah. I can, if I can do shit with it, like dress you up funny, hey, maybe it's got some value. But I don't think you can do that. I don't think it transfers to that. I think you just simply get the ability to own the... And if the the token, then yeah, it's just dumb. I don't get it. What was the fucking plan here? Yeah, it's 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 stupid. It's so it's so, dumb. so stupid. Hmm. Holy shit. Um. Yeah, so weird. Anyway, I, I don't know. Like, how does this... This doesn't show that game in popular. Like, I mean, it's it's not going to... Like, it's not going to draw more people in. If anything, it's going to make people want to not play it anymore because they're like, I don't want any of this shit in my game. And you've half-assed it, so I'm out. Um, and it's such a weird game to put it into as well. 
this hardcore survival game first person shooter survival game yeah it's it's strange um but this seems like it's just going to be the trend like in the next six months it's just going to be everything is going to be shoveled in and i wonder if it's going to get to a point where it's like 3d tvs that it'll eventually break like hopefully they just fuck off and this sort of stuff like this isn't the way you go about it it's it's a bad trend that is starting very slowly but everyone seems to be jumping on board with it Yep. Um, all right. There, there is one other story that I didn't put on here. I forgot to, to write it down, but it's our weekly um, fuck Activision oh. uh, Blizzard. Um, this is the one that was uh, the the company email that went around uh, a couple days ago oh, from yeah. the leadership team saying that uh, you shouldn't join unions and here's why. Yeah. Um, and sort of lightly threatening them <laughs> to stay away from unions. Yeah. Um, yeah, did you get a chance to read this? So this came I from their, the the Brian Bellato, the uh, ex-Trump administration. Was he a, what was he doing there? I can't remember. Um, anyway, he was he was working there, and then Activision picked him up after he no longer had a job, I guess. Um, yeah, what would you think of this? Uh, I mean, apart from the fact that, like, just timing wise, <laughs> why? <laughs> You know what? We haven't pissed off enough people this week. Maybe Let's that's why. Out. Maybe that's why GSC Game World thought they could get away with this because, like, this is not going to be the dumbest fucking move, timing-wise, that happens this week. But like, secondly, does does this kind of does this kind of like soft-headed shit work anymore? I know back in the day. I remember back when I was working at Coles as a trolley boy and they tried to get me to join the, the retail union and uh, a manager was like, oh, well, you know, if you do that, you know, you, you're, you're just paying money and you're handing away your ability to, to you know, bargain for your own uh, rights. And I'm like, well, I don't want to bargain for my own First of all, I don't want to. And second of all, um, like it's it's a tr- I'm a trolley boy, so I don't know if I'm as in control of my own destiny as you're making me out to be. Um, but like that's the sort of thing that they would try on teenagers, right? These aren't teenagers; these are game developers. I assume that most of them are not teenagers, like. Why would you why would you try this on? Why? In the name of God. Unless you're that out of touch. And I think that they are that out of touch. Like absolutely they should form a union. That's the only way that they're going to actually get to a, like to see some active change from Activision is if they form a union and create Not just Activision. Well, yeah, but like as a starting point, like yeah, yeah. Good God, what do you think? I mean, like this, there was weird things in that email talking about like, um, you know, if you if you decide to join a union, then uh, you know your bargaining rights will be handed over to to someone else to allow you to, um, you know 
negotiate your your employment conditions and things relating to that but at the same time it's like this is a company that literally fucking fired a bunch of people during negotiations of their contract salary like (laughs) half a week later like (laughs) yeah good god yeah no that's worked out well for us before yeah uh it's just insane so no i think it's um i mean like i I, i've tried i tried to ask pete hines about unionizing the video game industry um a couple years back and he didn't want to borrow it so yeah i mean he wouldn't answer the question really for me so right um yeah there's there's definitely there's definitely a level right uh a corporate level that you get to where unionization is uh like a cross to a vampire type shit like it's holy water to them and they're like ah no oh the words oh why like they don't they just under no circumstances do they want to hear it and like it's because generally speaking collective bargaining uh does better than than individual bargaining but yeah yeah it's it's crazy anyway it is um, activision up to their antics again all right well there you go that's the news unless there's anything else you want to talk about um and i jake gyllenhaal's in alan wake too apparently oh yeah people are stupid you white you jake gyllenhaal now is the new saying it's true that's that's what um, they say <laughs> yeah i don't know all right well let's let's wrap this up then um do we have any questions this week that you know of we do have a question oh well you can send these to our discord channel the gapodcast.com slash discord leaves questions like heathy writes uh-oh it's a heath question i was in a, a binary or something uh, no, happily, just it is still in a text though, so I've got to download it. That's why I'm, that's why I'm stalling. Uh, here we go. It's only a text file. It's not that big. It's three kilobytes. Uh, hi, podcast fans. It's your boy Heath, longtime co-host, first-time listener. Anyone who played a buttload of DayZ, DayZ, when it was a mod for Armor Two, will remember there were three different skins for your player: Survivor, for those who weren't yet able to kill everyone they came across; Bandit for when you were able to kill everyone you came across. And finally, Hero, for those who weren't playing Daisy Deathmatch. You needed to get like 5,000 humanity or whatever for it. I earned the Hero skin. I remember trying to loot a barn on the south coast when a bandit ran up to me and stopped. Old mate got on voice comms and said, Hey, you're a hero. Uh, yep. Wow, that's awesome. I'm not going to kill you now. Oh, thanks. No problem. Have a good one. And he runs off to, I imagine, murder someone else. Now, I will admit, I accrued a large percentage of my humanity by healing up the likes of Job and other bandits we rolled with after an encounter. So I imagine my surprise when that skin appeared on my guy, making me a shining example of good when I wasn't running with four other people who looked like I may very well be their hostage. Anyway, that was an awesome game mechanic. I don't know if mechanic is the right term, but you know what I mean. Also don't know why that memory came to me the other day, but it doesn't matter. It was a great way to make you think about how you would approach someone or a group of someones. 
without the same that same mechanic in Daisy now it's just always trepidation when you see someone else it doesn't help that there's a warehouse worth of different clothes you can dress yourself in it doesn't help that there's a warehouse worth of different clothes you can dress yourself in that's something that would make the bandit hero thing obsolete but for the game it featured in I think it was fantastic. What are some of your favorite mechanics in games? I'm trying to think of another example, but the one I used here seems so unique. I'm struggling to think of something that even close to it. Good thing I'm asking the question and not answering. Now that I've had time to think while I typed those last two sentences, I guess the honor system in RDR2 is close because that affects A, the story, and B, how people react to you. Sure, it's AI's reactions to you, and those reactions are scripted, but it's close. Yabba dabba doo, Heath. P.S. I've got a 12-hour race on Saturday. I don't think I've sent through a report on the last two endurance races I've done, so I'll write them up and attach it <laughs> to the 12-hour one next week. Toodles. That's a threat. That's not a, uh, it's not a promise. It's a threat. Um, yeah, unlucky for him. We don't read emails on <laughs> on that one. So it'll on, be next on our year. end of year pod, podcast, it's gonna be he's gonna have even more twelve hour uh, wrap ups. Um, so, what what are some of your favorite mechanics in games? This is a, it sounds like a European games journalist asking me this question. Um, <laughs> progression <laughs> the sense of progression these days recently we just talked about it we like icarus right yeah and how i feel like there's no sense of progression in that game um whereas playing super people or satisfactory like having um you know feeling like i'm accomplishing something and getting something out of it as well yeah know, very basic mechanic that is the the fundamental building block of a game i feel like for the most part that will keep me coming back. Yeah, that's a that's a pretty loot. fair call. I want loot. You want loot. Luke loot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with probably my favorite mechanic in games, probably Tommy Angelo from Mafia. Um, he's a good mechanic, I think. Uh, <laughs> he's the best. He's, he's very good at what he does. <laughs> he's son of a bitch. Um... I had such like, why would you do that? Like, I had like the timing and everything. Anyway, <laughs> good question, Heath. Uh, good story as well. Of how good was Daisy? It was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Bravo writes yes! Exclamation mark. Sorry, I mean yes? Question mark. I don't know what the fuck that means. I can't like. Is it in response to anything that hates it? I'm I'm confused. Hmm. Or is may, maybe is yes exclamation mark to a to a a twelve hour race report? In which case that makes sense. I apologize. Um. Yeah. That's it. That's what All we right. got. Good stuff. Great there question, Heath. Uh, medium question, JB. Four out of ten. Halo That's what he gets. Oh, it's yep. a two. A two out of ten. Yeah, there's no effort in that post. You're too harsh a reviewer. Everyone knows this. Yeah, it's true. He did he did modify it so it was actually a question. 
Yeah, he gets he gets two points for the question mark. That's it. Two points for the question mark alone. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right, there you go. Anything you want to plug for this week? Uh, any work you've been working on? Uh, head to ozgamers.com and read my Halo Infinite multiplayer review, uh, which reviews the multiplayer aspect of that game. Uh, it was going to go on the gapodcast.com, but uh, ozgamers got me to do it. I don't think it's going to fold into Metacritic, unfortunately. I don't think there's a Metacritic element for the multiplayer aspect alone. But it's weird, right? It is weird. Because they're technically... As much as they're saying it's not, it's a separate game, right? It's, it is, yes. Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, that's awesome. Okay. There you go. Uh, I got nothing going on this week. You pay attention to us next week. Got a big show. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all the places you get podcasts from. We're under the Gap or the GA podcast. If you have a moment, please rate and review the show. Helps other people find us on the internet. Uh, you can find us on Discord, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. You can jump in there, play games, um, chat about all sorts of things, food, movies, TV shows, anything that's going on during the week. Yeah. Good stuff happening in there. Uh, you can change your background on Discord, fireplace, uh, snow, snowstorm, all sorts of stuff. NFTs will be there soon, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. And then we'll have they to find on. something new. We'll have to yeah. go somewhere else. Um, you can go to our website, thegapodcast.com. It's got links to all of the uh, all the things we got going on, including past episodes of the show, and it's also got uh, feature work that Job's written up recently. Hmm. Go check them out. Good reads. Um, Halo Infinite went up recently. You can go read uh, about the Halo Infinite game hmm. that is not really finished. Uh, and that is all thanks to our Patreon members. If you want to help support this show, you can go to patreon.com slash the GA podcast, become a recurring member, uh, and help us uh, put the podcast up, pay the bills. Thank you very much. Everyone does that. Thank you we so appreciate much. appreciate your support. And we do. Um, get the podcast a little bit earlier. Next week, we will uh, be doing our end of the year podcast. It'll go for a while. We're roped in Nathan Lawrence, the Nachos mm. of Justice, the man with the cheese. The man and, who um, loves to talk. Loves to talk. So our uh, two and a half hour podcast will now be somewhere between six and twelve. Don't make don't, don't make any promises. Don't make any <laughs> promises. Remember a couple of years ago when we like kept taking breaks? How long did yeah. that one shake out to? Was, I don't know. There was one year where we did it in person now and it, we started at like twelve and finished at about nine. Yeah. Or ten. We're doing it in person this year. Uh, are we? Okay, yeah. fucking hell. Yeah. So, prepare thyself. Yeah. All right. We'll have to figure out how we're going to do that because <laughs> I don't know. We'll work out. Um, it's easy. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, next week um, might be a bit weird for Patreon people because the, there's a file limit upload you can do for that. So, I, I'll, I'll either split it in half or lower the um, quality of it. I'm not too sure. I usually split I think I split it in half. Split it in half. Yeah. We I just worry sometimes volume. people are like, why the fuck did this thing just end? And they don't realize it. Ah. it's the second half of the show or something like that. Um, anyway, just a heads up for people. What if, what if while we're doing the podcast, yeah. we estimate when it's going to be half time? I think I've usually split it before like at the recap stage or something. I don't know. Somewhere. Right. But we'll be like, oh yeah, I think, I think this is the halfway point. 
So yeah, uh, I have no idea. Heads up, and then you cut at one of. You our need to know two hundred and fifty megabytes in your head. <laughs> I don't know how long that is. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, that'll be the uh, the big show. We'll talk about all our favorite uh, games, uh, all our least favorite games, some big things that happen during the year. And uh, if we've played a few things in between then, then we'll, um, we'll mention them at the start. But, but mainly it's a, uh, yeah, looking back at, at 2021 and how much of a dumpster fire it has also been. So uh, I'm excited. Yes. I'm excited for that one. And then we'll go on break for a bit and come back and keep going, I guess. Keep going. Rock on yep. through 600. Yeah, we'll get there. All right, that is it for this week. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, Thank you. Good luck. Good luck uh, getting to next week, surviving this hell, hellfire of a week. It's, yep. It's been a shithole shit week. Yeah, I just saw the COVID numbers for today. It's, yeah, it's a dumpster fire. Uh, yep. 1,700. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hey, somewhere <laughs> at the bar that we were at had it. I don't know if you saw from your check-ins. Not yet. But that's not surprising. I've had like three notifications this week from... Yeah, it's awesome. That you, I, I usually get like once a, one a week. Usually there's nothing to worry about. Um, I never, I've you. never had one before. I oh, got my okay. first one Yeah. from the COVID testing clinic. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Which is... I mean, uh, I mean really? That's If it's going to be anywhere, it, it <laughs> makes sense. But yeah. still, I shouldn't have even been at the COVID testing. I wasn't getting tested, so... <sighs> I, I usually get them at like um, like a Westfields or a, oh, yeah. a, if I go to Broadway to watch a movie or something like that, then it yeah. pops up you know, without guarantee. Usually, just pops up. Um, Classic. All right. Well, there you go. Thanks everyone listening again. We'll be back next week. End of your stay podcast. safe. Good times. Absolutely, stay safe. Uh, have a good Christmas. Listen to us over Christmas. That's the plan. Yep. Put it up. But if and you don't, a lot of Christmas content. Have an awesome Christmas. Yeah. All right. There you go. Bye. See ya. Love you. Bye.